Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Ma'am. I'm your host, the Outlaw LA Red. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. You can find the entire show on Twitter at MMMShow75. Uh, my one regular weekly co-host was here a minute ago, but I guess he decided to... Welcome to something. You're terrible at this, Byron. I, I, need, I still look like Seamus. I'm trying to get a better light. You still look like Seamus. You do look like Seamus. You want life? Where, where, what happened to your Kenny Omega look? You had a Kenny Omega look going for a while there. Where did, what, this? What's that all about? I can't afford yeah. a haircut, so I grow it out and I wear a hat. All right. Sounds like a good plan. So anyway, Byron Fever, say your things quickly so we can get. At Byron Fever, Casey sucks. Um, Venmo something. Let's get on to what's going on here. Yeah. J- wait. You, let's introduce the rest of the panel. Yeah. Jim. Jim, Here's how's it going, Jim? Good. Good. Uh, glad to be back again. I always seem to make an appearance when Casey's gone. I don't know what's yeah, up so with that. Like Casey is. I mean, Casey is deathly sick. You. This is actually not one that Casey <coughs> wanted to miss, but. Uh, he, he actually didn't even go to work today. Casey always goes to work. Yeah, that's so true. I, I'm, I'm hoping that he's okay. So everyone send your best wishes to, to Monster Face Casey or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, get well soon. Get well soon, um, Casey, so you can start insulting everyone uh, when you're back to your normal self. You can find me on Twitter at TheJimmyV. Done. Meefloaf, all the way from across the pond. What's up, Meef? It's all right. At Meefloaf. Wow, that stunning introduction. Let's get it in there. Uh, Glad you're still alive. Our other other substitute for Casey. It's like way better than Casey now, though, because we have two two fill-ins for Casey. And, of course, we're joined by the man of the hour, the executive producer of Lucha Underground, the man who was victorious in getting a season four of Lucha Underground uh, just very recently, Eric Van Wagnen. How's it going? Uh, I, it's, I'm doing well. It's, um, you know, they say that elephants, uh, when the, it takes 20 months for a baby elephant to uh, gestate in a, a, the mother elephant until they can give birth. And that's kind of what Lucha Underground season four has taken. So I feel like we're giving birth to a baby elephant this month. So, you know, congratulate us all for that. Yeah, I feel like we've been threatening this episode for a long, long time. Of the Eric, come, come on, talk about season four. When's it going to happen? I, I will, uh, yes, I, I'll say this. You have been emailing me saying, "Come on and give us details on season four <laughs> every week for six months," and I keep <laughs> talking about the same thing, dude. I got nothing new to say. I'm in holding pattern just like everybody else. Yeah, it's been crazy. This one's been this this one was a. There's always these like. Uh, usually, when I throw my hands up and say, "Ah, fuck it," you know, we're, I'm not. I'm sick of this stupid wrestling show. I'm done with it. That's usually when it gets the pickup. So I did that, and then I got the pickup. Yeah. Well, so I guess I mean, there's there's a million questions out there. Like, for as many times as I've bothered you, probably with questions. Um, I probably have compiled those questions or that one bothering you from like 700 people DMing me like, what's going on? Do you know what's happening? Let's speculate. Let's say all sorts of things that aren't true. Let's, you know, go out there and 
Tell you know what I'll say, you know what I'll say about you, Justin. You're like one of the only people that actually reaches out to me and asks me the questions. <laughs> They're like I'm the easiest guy in the world to get a hold of, and I'm the easiest guy in the world to talk to. But you're like one of like three people that actually that actually reaches out and says, "Hey, here's a question. Will you answer it?" And I do. It's like you and like uh, Mike Johnson from uh, uh, PW Insider. He emails me, and I always tell him. And uh, the guys in the week war, they call me. And I'm like, okay, you want to know? Here it is. But none of these other guys ever call me. And I'm easy. I'll tell them. I think they, they like living the lie more. Maybe the lie is more exciting for them. Maybe they like the drama of the uh, the dirt sheet rumors. I don't know. And they think they th I'm not from the wrestling world. I'll tell them what I can tell them. You know, and if I, can, if I can't tell them, I'll just say, hey, I can't tell you that. Before I even get into season four, I, uh, there is one thing that, that irks the hell out of me that people ask me constantly that I, I want to clear up a little bit. It's the, the deficit financing mentality in the wrestling world. People think that because Lucha Underground isn't touring and isn't selling buttloads of merchandise that they're not making money. But that's to me, that's because all the other wrestling shows, the model was built on deficit financing, where you do whatever it takes to get on TV, but you're doing that. And sometimes so you pay for the TV yourself. Yeah. yeah, even even you even pay for it, and you do the yeah. time-by thing. Yeah. And that's so you can get out there and then pack your shows with people, sell your tickets, and sell your T-shirts. Lucha Underground works almost entirely the opposite of mm -hmm. that. Like, your T-shirts yeah. and stuff out there are almost just advertising to come watch the show, because that's where... The producers of the show are getting paid right now, right? Well, I mean, you know, it, you guys work in freelance television, and it's you know, it's a very simple game. It's like uh, a network gives a license fee to a production company to produce a show. Um, as the producers, it's your responsibility to deliver whatever is agreed upon, whether that's twelve or twenty or fifty episodes for a for an agreed upon price. And as a TV producer, that is your job. It's not to sell venues. It's not to sell touring or tickets or merch or any of that stuff. That's all extra in this case. My job is simply as an employee of MGM Television. I'm given an, um, I'm to put together the team. I hired the you know the Chris DeJosephs and the Chris Roaches and the Tony Jensens and the people like that. And we all sort of um, you know are freelance and uh, uh, we put together the show for the money that El Rey gives us. And we don't spend more than that. Whatever they give us is what we spend. And if we have to adjust up and down to what, what they give us to produce the show, then we adjust up or down. And that you know that's always been a little bit of the challenge. Now, the Lucha Underground Partners, LLC, they're to try to finalize the exposure that the television show gives them. You know, so if that's touring or merchandise or, or, you know, DVD sales or whatever it is, that's on them. That's on them to figure out how to make money doing it. Now, those guys did put money into the show initially to create the IP, but it was very early in the process that the money that we used for Lucha Underground came from the El Rey Network and it didn't come from the partners. So this idea that these partners are writing this check every week to cover our payroll is kind of ridiculous. We haven't had anybody, I mean, I hate to say it, but we haven't had anybody on the Lucha Underground payroll in probably almost six months. Um, you know, I'm now just getting the band back together, you know, <laughs> literally like calling everybody saying, okay, we're, we're a go. Um, we're going to start this day. Uh, come on back. Now, you know, unfortunately, you know, we have had to, for this upcoming season, tighten the belt a little bit. So a department then was five people last 
season might be four people this season, you know, and uh, instead of uh, taping every week, we'll, or every other week, we'll probably have to tape every week. Um, you know, we have to find ways to kind of tighten the belt. Um, but that's, you know, that's a function of, you know, all networks do that to shows, you know, all networks try to tighten the belt on shows. Um, you know, so, so, you know, that's, it, we are a different model than what people are used to and what people are, are, are you know, or have heard, you know, I, I don't know how, uh, the WWE model work, you know, I, I know that, uh, there are other places that have paid for the TV time and they use for, you know, they pay to get that exposure and then they, off of that, then they sell tickets and live events. You know, we're sort of a different, we're sort of more the traditional television model. Mark Burnett doesn't spend his own money on his own shows. He would not do that ever. Um, ever. <laughs> That's why he's a billionaire because <laughs> he doesn't do that. So we get money from the L Ray network and whatever they give us is what we spend. Well, so the Burnett factor is definitely a question that I personally had um, because knowing Mark's work over the years and, and how he's done things, it's like a Burnett show gets bigger. It goes from being the apprentice to the celebrity apprentice. It goes from one overhead shot to three helicopter shots the next season. Like he seems like a guy that's used to going up and bigger and like he wants to go big or go home every season right so yeah i mean work in his world for for a network that's kind of wanting wanting to tighten the budget on one of his shows it's 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 atypical and i can tell you uh you know and i've worked for mark on and off for god almost 15 years and this is the smallest budget show that i've ever done for mark you know if you look at survivor and you look at the voice and you look at apprentice and celebrity apprentice and you look at shark tank and you know those, those, a lot of those shows have a million dollar an hour you know plus you know over a million dollars an hour license fee and uh uh so you know ours is significantly smaller than that and it's it is significantly smaller than what is current you know what is almost always reported it's not what what people say it's just not you know it might have been in the early for season one but every season we've lopped a, a, you know we've lopped a significant chunk of of budget off of that number um you know because you get better you get more efficient you learn how you learn you know where not to spend your money and where to spend your money so we've actually been extremely efficient on a show like this um but but you know mark is somebody who who uh um you know, he's not all dollars and cents. You know, there there are certain things that um, that that he has an instinct for, and if something is working, if something is is getting a strong response, he will play that hand a lot longer than a lot of other people will. So, uh, uh, you know, Mark loves this show. He thinks it's hilarious, and when I show him what we spend, he's happy. He's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you do this quality of a show for this amount of money." And he's always. You know, he, he's always, you know, back slaps and congratulations. This is awesome. Um, so he doesn't want to give up on this show. He, he wants to keep it on the air and he likes it. He loves uh, combat shows. You know, I've worked, um, you know, I, I go back to him. I work, you know, I first started working with him on Survivor, but then, but then worked on uh, uh, Contender and Bully Beatdown and all these other crazy, you know, King of the Cage stuff and a bunch of other stuff. And he's always pitching those kind of shows. In fact, um, I probably can't really talk too much about this, but I just recently had to get my California State Athletic Commission Fighters Promoters License renewed. Yeah, I like the sound of that. You know I like the sound of that. Because there's a second show that I'm going to be doing on the heels of this season of Lucha Underground that will require me to be a licensed fight promoter. So I that's love the sound of that. Uh, well, hey, so you know who the, likes the fight game who becomes available sometime in April? 
Give a brother. I'm available. April, really? Oh. I, I'm, I'm, I'm booked through April on the show I'm on right now. All right. Well, that may time out through through the end of April or the beginning of April. Um, no, nah, like right in the right in the like second week of April, I think, or somewhere in there. All right. Well, we can, we won't broadcast our discussion about that. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, how do you how do you send uh, resume PDFs through Google? <laughs> No. Hey, so Byron, are you monitoring yeah. the chat room for me there? Because I'm not in it. I'm trying to I stay. Am. Um, they're they're talking Slim. about. Um, they're talking about. Is my uh, mic better now? Yeah, they're talking about your mic. Your mic sounds better now. Um, there's some brief talk about. Um, James Sarno brought up how some of the people like Mundo Callahan are on in uh, Taya are on Impact. And they're, and they're asking about that. Um, I think well, let's don't, don't go any further than that. that. Let's I'll let talk me, about that. You want to talk about you, that? Yeah, but I want to ask you kind of a specific question because I want to explain okay. the lead up to it first of the the various natures of Lucha Underground contracts and AAA contracts and how there's an intersection of these things, but certain IP can be licensed from AAA, but but yet, to me, Sammy Callahan is the one that has left me scratching my head. So, um, if you can, it kind of clear it up of of who is there under license from AAA that is an existing license before Lucha Underground, and who is there under other means, or or how that all works. Uh, you know, uh, Dorian has a relationship with 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 Impact, and um, you know, he he has been sort of negotiating some of the talent exchange that's been happening with Lucha Underground, AAA, and Impact. Um, I haven't been particularly involved in that, but I think when we're moving forward into season four, I think because um, we're going to relax, we're going to relax our exclusivity with season four, and we are going to allow our guys to appear on other televised um, projects because it's kind of not fair to, to keep them on the shelf as long as we've been keeping them on the shelf. And we all like, we, we, we get that, you know, we didn't, this wasn't, none of us really thought we would have a, a, a you know, a year plus hiatus. And we realized that it's, um, it's, it's not in our best interest and it's not in the best interest of our cast to have these guys, you know, kept off TV that long. So um, the uh, partners, the LLC, the Lucha Underground LLC partners are going to do a talent exchange with Impact, with Ring of Honor, with a couple, uh, Noah in Japan, um, um, impact or uh, um, uh, stardom. You know we're gonna we're we're gonna start. We're, we're, we're you know we're going to uh, and this is all sort of under Dorian's um, control. But we're 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 definitely gonna start letting our guys um, uh, branch out. We're gonna try to help negotiate uh, relationships with other um, promotions so that our guys can get more TV exposure. Okay. So now I have to ask the tough part of this question and you can yep. certainly choose to decline to answer it, but okay. there are a few talent that we know still have Lucha underground contracts that are not necessarily in the best of terms with Dorian. Are those guys going to be afforded those same kind of opportunities to go to other promotions <laughs> and uh, do some I work think, on yes. TV. Yes, I mean, well, I, I, am I'm, I'm hoping that um, um, I want to call him Jonathan Manny, but uh, uh, Pentagon and Phoenix will, will, will be back with us. Uh, I'm assuming they are. You know, they've never led me to believe that they wouldn't be. Um, I do think that we will. You know, uh, time has time has a tendency in the wrestling business, especially to uh, 
to uh, soothe out all, you know, all wounds and hopefully that it will. Um, but but and as far as I'm concerned, like those guys should uh, be getting more exposure if they can. And if that means, you know, ROH or impact or wherever, like I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, I think that we will be allowing them to do that. Um, uh, you know, like those are good guys and, and, you know, Pentagon and Phoenix, I really like those guys. I really want them to work with us again. And I'm under the impression that they will, um, you know, I don't know what's going on with crash and all that other stuff. I, I, you know, I know they had to cancel the show recently and, you know who knows? I don't. I don't. I don't follow it enough to know the day to day. But but as far as I'm concerned, you know those guys are part of the family, and and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them again. Well, I certainly hope that they, that they'll be back. Considering uh, one of them is holding a very important piece of gold now at this point in time. And I, I have nothing to believe. He's not led me to believe in any other way that he won't be. So I'm not actually like I'm not up at night worried about that. I'm really not. I feel like um, I I feel like he'll be there when we no. need him to. Um, so I've heard, I've heard some rumblings that there are some people who are not entirely satisfied because of the timelines and some of that stuff. So totally, I get it. Yep. So are, are there guys, I mean, are you uh, it's, it's, but are there guys not, asking to be released out there right now or any other guys we, that we are have not had a few. interested? Um, we have had a few. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, as long as you give us a, a way to get you off the storyline, I'm, I'm okay with it. I feel like, uh, you know, it's an ensemble cast and, um, if, if people don't want to, you know, be on Lucha Underground anymore. Okay. Like I get it. We'll, we'll give us the chance to, you know, figure out how to uh, do that in, in where it's appropriate. I mean, obviously if you're, you know, have a Lucha Underground title, it's not like you can just disappear. But, but um, you know, we've got, we've got uh, a smaller order this season and we have fewer episodes and uh, the, the TV time is at a premium and we only want to work with the people that want to work with us. So if somebody wants to, you know, go off and do their own thing, um, where, where it's reasonable, we will, we will absolutely negotiate it. And that could even help uh, budgetarily, right? I mean, that, that can yeah, actually these things, right? I mean, it does. I mean, there's, there's some people that have, you know, uh, I mean, yes. I mean, you know, obviously uh, there are people who are, are higher paid performers and if they want out, that saves a little bit of money. But, you know, I mean, I, I kind of hope that if we tell everybody, hey, look, we're relaxing our exclusivity, but they'll want to stay with us and still work with us. But look, I get it. You know, you have a very short uh, amount of time in the, the wrestling business to, to make mo- as much money as you can. And, you know, personally, on a personal level, I don't want to hold anybody back. But, you know, there's business decisions that the partners have to make. It's not always up to me. Um, I would make a terrible wrestling promoter. Uh, (laughs) Well, and I hope that those those talent, I've I've talked to a few guys, too. And I think a lot of them do understand that business isn't personal. And I, I think that, you know, a lot of people really see Lucha Underground as a family and and something that they liked being a part of. But at the same time, like if they feel like they could probably be utilized somewhere else or knowing that maybe there's less episodes coming or feeling that, that they can branch out, hmm. you know, who knows? Who knows? It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting for guys like us to follow. Um, another one of the big questions I had, I was very surprised at the end of the season that Rey Mysterio didn't, uh, that Rey Mysterio actually resurfaced alive. I almost thought that you guys would leave it as a question mark at the end of the season so that you could 
either write him out or back in depending on budgets and his schedule and whether or not he wanted to come back because we've heard that he's been talking to some other people. So I don't know if you can address this at all, but Rey Mysterio, that's a pretty big ticket item. What do you do with this guy now? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like I don't feel like creatively we're tied to him. Um, I feel like there is uh, definitely, uh, you know, you know, maybe we, you know, it, it's weird because when I think about when we shot that stuff, it was, you know, well over a year ago, and you know, the the the, the situation. Uh, I have to rewind in my brain like 17, 18 months to why we shot it that way and what we were thinking at the time, and I don't remember exactly what we were thinking at that time. Um, you know, and, uh, um, I mean, look, we have a great relationship with Ray. It just becomes about, you know, can we afford him? Can we afford him on our new, you know, with our new budget, and our, our new setup? I don't know. Uh, we have to, um, get into it to see, but it's not like, you know, we have a good relationship with Ray and we could call him and talk to him about it and we could figure out something, you know, um, but I'd love to see him come back for a weekend and get killed. Not because I want to see Rey Mysterio get killed, but I know like little kids will cry, Casey ah. will rejoice. It will be epic television if you like just literally kill off like one of the greatest wrestlers of all time on a show. It'll be weird though because you know he's going to show up like three weeks later someplace else and send yeah, me a we'll get away with that first stuff story. Yeah, we can kill people like you know we we, we <laughs> there's been days when we've talked about murdering half the the cast, but we'll we'll. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there could be there who knows there could be a mass murder going on at the temple uh, okay know. now i know i know you're gonna think i've lost my mind eric but i've had a slight change of heart i desperately desperately want you to bring back sexy star now i know what you're gonna think i'm crazy i but think no. that sexy star now with all this stuff i'm thinking like a, i'm thinking like a wrestling promoter would be the best heel heat ever if you <laughs> brought back a heel sexy star and, and she's going to take shit in the locker room and there's going to be a whole lot of receipts coming from a whole lot of angry people. But at the same time, it would be epic television if you brought Sexy Star back as a heel. <laughs> you know, the one thing I've learned, you never say never, right? That's what I'm saying, man. Like, if you want to swerve everyone in the whole universe, I mean, you'll take some shit. Don't get me wrong. And they'll be, and, and then I'll be nowhere to be found. You <laughs> no matter what we do. <laughs> I'll be nowhere around that day. You can't blame me, even though I'm suggesting it right now. I'll be, I'll be ghost, man. I'll be out of there. But man, that would get you so much heat. You want to talk about some internet press. You want to talk about people turning in to see what the hell's going on. That's like people yeah. throwing drinks at Hogan and Mean Gene. I mean, that's big time. Mean I want to see that just for Casey's reaction. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that I can imagine the reaction that Casey had when Pentagon won the title. It'll be the complete opposite of that. Oh, can we talk about that, by the way? Can we talk about have or may not have been that the shot after Pentagon went is Casey just the happiest he's ever been in his whole life? Just losing his shit. <laughs> I mean, the cameraman was hovering, looking right at Casey, which was pretty much when I knew that Pentagon was about to win. <laughs> you, the cameraman starts to know his marks in the audience, right? <laughs> you oh, guys, come on. You guys had to have been in his ear. Somebody was on walkie to that guy like, okay, just find, find Lucha Gringo and I tell stay weird with him. He sits in Brandon's section, so, so Brandon knows him by now. Brandon's the one that, that, that has the ongoing feud with uh, uh, Mil Muertes. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Although Kate, that was Casey was in a different area. Like I, Brandon Haberman, he's super wrestling fan. Like I, I worked with him on Toughen Up with Steve Austin, and he, he would show up with like his Stone Cold T-shirt while he was shooting Steve Austin. It was totally <laughs> like, come on, Brandon, pretend like you've been here before. But he, you know, it's like he would mark out like Just on the mark. I think the rap track doesn't literally like walk over him into the ring. <laughs> he used to get like a full on like yeah. a London crotch before every match. <laughs> and Brandon's wife is that pretty blonde that they always cut to in the audience that has like the terrible reaction face. That's that, nicely that. done, Brandon. Good job. Right. Yeah. So oh, she, <laughs> they drive down from Utah to walk, to to spend the weekend and shoot Lucha Underground. Crazy. Hey, does Penta Penta get to walk around with the belt now? Can he show up somewhere else with the with his strap, or do you guys have that in the prop department hiding away somewhere? It, it's it's in our big storage facility, I believe. Uh, yeah. He Where does that be? No, he's not walking around with it. Uh, now, I, would, would it not be a good idea to send him out and let him do some indie shows just carrying the belt? I mean, obviously, he can't wrestle for it, but, I mean, I've seen other promotions do stuff like that. It kind of gives your belt the rub a little bit on the indies. Yeah, but we, you know, we, we, we have to, look, everything, <laughs> our whole life is stacked up in some storage facility, and I think our, our bill is past due. we got to pay it this week so we can get our stuff out. Uh, <laughs> well, now that there's a budget, you can probably do that. We have a little money we can actually pay for it to get it out. But yeah, I mean, you know, look, we're, we're a TV show first, so, so you know, we, you gotta think like a, you got to think like television. Oh, so we talked, um, God, it, this conversation was at the beginning of summer, maybe even when you said, yes, we have the temple reserved for a certain amount of time. Do you still have the temple now? <laughs> like, do you have to call somebody and try to get it back? What's the status of the actual uh, set uh, of Lucha TV, Underground? TVD on that. Uh, that's uh, Welcome to my world. Welcome to my week. Yeah, we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> I mean, that, it's still there, obviously. Popular. It's just it's become very popular as a shooting uh, venue. And, you know, we've had to, like, push, push, push our hold on it so much that we've like, sort of lost our exclusivity on it. But we're trying to get it back. We're, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. Well, you guys have to be pretty good, good customers. I mean, you guys, have, um, you know, held it out longer than anybody else has in the last few years. So Yes, and we have contingency plans. Don't worry. Sweet. My backyard in, in, in Tarzana. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Mundo's house. We call it the dimple. It's not the temple. It's the dimple. <laughs> um, yeah. Mundo's house. You could do it. There doesn't, he has a ring in his backyard. He, does. he, has, a, he has a wrestling uh, dinosaur back there too. So yeah. Where the infamous original Luchasaurus came from. If you yeah. people don't know, go, go get on your Google tubes oh, yeah, or whatever you find things. <laughs> um, Okay, so we, we've actually hit a lot of the main ones. I mean, a lot of, a lot of the, the, the stuff that I really wanted you on the show for was some of the rumor killing ahead of time. Um, it, you said that it's going to be a slightly shorter season. Do you know how many episodes? What are we looking at? Or, or uh, do you not quite entirely know yet? Well, you know, it's weird because we, you know, we've announced the number of seasons in the past and that number's changed a couple of times. But I'll say it's in the 20s. Okay. So that's a decent amount, and and so we're figuring at least a couple of months of taping, then, right? Uh, yeah, but you know, we're, we're actually looking at ways to do it cheaper, where we do two to three times a week. So we may have some Friday night shows. Uh, I don't know if you guys can show up on a Friday night, but we we may throw, we may try to get some of those in. Friday night might be better for me than a Saturday. I I was typically always there on the Sundays. I made a lot. I made almost all of the Sunday shows. Um, so when are you guys looking to start filming? I mean, I know there's a lot of things that have to come together 
to make uh, that happen. But but what's the what's the hope? I should say. I would say point? early to mid February is what I would say. If you look at those weekends in February, that's like, soon. That's actually yeah, pretty wow. soon. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So for for my birthday by March, we could we could be back in the temple. We want to have it done, but and we want to have it done by the end of March. So, oh wow. Yeah, well, so. you, I remember you had this uh, ideal of uh, of a year round schedule where you film for uh, what was film and tour. And film and, yeah, yeah, and and you know the touring part hasn't been put together. They haven't they haven't found a, a, a tour partner that um, they like. I guess is basically. I mean, I, I you know this crosses out of my sort of realm and into um, Dorian and the LLC's realm, but. You know the, the the touring hasn't come together like they hoped it would. I mean, there was uh, um, some potential sponsors that kind of fell out very strangely and and unexpectedly. Um, but uh, and uh, you know we all have our theories as to why. But 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 it it uh, um, you know it's still on the table. But what do you what do you think about um, your TV schedule as far as how long you're going to wait in between seasons? Oh. I, I think that, you know, if the financial, you know, this is going to be the tricky season, season four. I think once we get through season four, you know, I think there's, the deal is in place for five, six, and seven at least. Um, and, and I think, you know, we will probably return and do it every year roughly around the same time um, and, and uh, you know, shoot it once a year. And that's why it's sort of like, you know, you can't tie people down for this, you know, crazy exclusivity, you know, if you're only working – you know, a couple months out of the year, that's not really fair to anybody. So, you know, that's sort of what we, what we all sort of concluded as well. Like, you know, and it does, you know, look, and some of our guys, Taya and, and, and Mundo and um, uh, Drago and Fantasma, you know, they, they've been appearing on impact already and it's not, it doesn't, doesn't hurt us. In fact, it probably only helps us. I think uh, so. so. Yeah. So, you know, I think we were very, um, I think we were very uh, kind of territorial and very, you know, we were thinking we needed to protect everybody in our IP and nobody. And I, I think maybe we were overly so, and that we should, um, you know, it's sort of good for everybody to get our guys out there. And, and look, we're all, you know, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, Impact, we're all kind of in the same boat. You know, we're all trying to survive amongst, you know, um, you know, the second tier of the wrestling promotions and we have to do what we can to do. It. And if we help each other, that's great. I think, you know, I, I think, uh, um, I, I think we're all trying to make it in a very competitive business and, and where we can help each other, we should. Well, I, I feel like if Lucha Underground is almost like a super indie, but where you can come to be on a super indie and have a real storyline and real mm -hmm. writers in those vignettes, I feel yeah. like that actually is filling a void that you don't, have in that type of wrestling world. It's part of what TNA honestly has been missing is the continuity of story and getting that kind of depth. E even with the Broken Hardys thing, they only made it last, what, four months? They couldn't and, and, keep some and, of that stuff going. And there, there really isn't a lot of overlap if you look stylistically and, and, and storytelling wise and, and, you know, whatever. And it's like, uh, you know, there's enough for everybody to, to, to find an audience. And if you're a wrestling fan, you, know, you should probably you know, the options are good. Options are good for everybody. And it's good for the workers that they can work and that they can, you know, if they don't fit in one place, maybe they'll fit in somewhere else. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think, you know, it, it's, uh, people get so sucked into the whole wrestling wars and I did too, I think initially and whatever, but I don't feel that way anymore. And I feel like, 
you know, let's, let's all stay on television as long as we can. And I'm like that with reality television, <laughs> you know, even the, the reality TV shows that I don't like, I want them to stay on the air because it's good for all of us. More jobs. It keeps them away from my jobs. Keep everybody working. <laughs> exactly. It keeps, it keeps the wages higher, you know, when you're yeah. in demand. I also, I also feel like the, the premise of Lucha Underground, I feel like you guys can lean back on that and, and make that kind of theory work, that it's an underground fight mm-hmm. promotion. It's where you come to have that down and dirty fight and prove yourself in this other world. So it will make sense for wrestlers to pop up there and maybe when you're doing shorter seasons not have as long a storyline or, or, or be able to come in and out a little easier leaning back on that original premise. And I think people have, have bought into our wackiness, you know, they've bought into kind of our, 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 our like, our, our crazy yeah. kayfabe, you know, and it's, yeah. it's, not, it's yeah. not, like, we're not making excuses for it. I mean, yeah, oh, shit, we got a time-traveling uh, a, a, a luchador and a, and a pissed-off alien skeleton and, a, you know, like, who breaks people's arms, and it's like, you know, we've kind of, like, just... Uh, throwing it out there of like, yeah, we're, we're kind of like borderline insane. So um, if somebody shows up for three weeks and then uh, Brian Cage smashes their skull and their brains fall all over the floor. Okay. That's Lucha Underground, you know, and uh, it may not be for everybody, but to me, it's more fun, you know, to have those kind of, to have that kind of range. Okay. So this is probably the last hard question with with this show being maybe a little more scaled back this coming season, there were there had been a lot of talk, okay, when there's a season four, I think people were thinking it's going to be a bigger thing. So everyone is speculating, oh, this guy from Mexico is going to come in or this guy from AAA is going to come in or this guy off the Indies is going to come in. Um, I'm not going to ask you specifically who you guys are hunting for. I know that you guys are, have looked at certain people out there and I don't want to ruin it because then all of a sudden they're going to become more expensive or unavailable for you. But are you guys still looking to try to bring in some some new younger talent or, or, or yes. established talent? Absolutely. Uh, you know, Krista Joseph has been working um, with Dorian down at AAA. You know, he's been uh, uh, helping do some of the booking and writing for, for the AAA television. And when he comes back from Mexico, he's like, he's like, man, I just saw the next Phoenix. I just saw the next Pentagon. And I saw the guys that – that are, are, you know, that we're going to want to develop and bring into our system. And, and um, you know, plus the fact that, you know, Dorian is building these relationships with, uh, um, you know, Impact and ROH and NOAA in Japan. And we're already talking about, okay, well, let's bring this guy over for a weekend, you know, and give him, a, a, you know, a two-match story and then, you know, take him back out to where he's doing. So we are kind of creating a, a – uh, a situation where we can work with talents on a less exclusive basis. You know, uh, it worked really well with the Stardom Girls. You know, I mean, they came in for one weekend. They were part of Aztec Warfare, and then they were part of that gauntlet match with Pentagon, which, I mean, there was some great stuff in Season 3, but that match was right up there with all the great stuff in Season oh, 3. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, and and I mean, definitely as, as an event thing, too, where it's like you wanted to be there, you wanted to see that. Regardless yeah. of what your thoughts of it were, you still wanted to see it. Yeah, you know? so we can we can pull those kind of stunts now with some guys from some other uh, from some other promotions, and, and so now you know it's become how do we maximize the bang for that? You know how do we get the most loud moment? You know from that. 
And, and and MGM is cool with this in the on the legal side too. I mean, because it gets it does get a little tricky, right? Letting the talent in and out and bringing new guys in. I mean, there's a lot of paperwork involved in these things, right? But, but yeah, but not really. I mean, you know, if you look at any episodic television, they have guest stars all the time. You know, so it's not like, you know, you got to look at it that like you know you got to look at at Lucha Underground more like a television production from a big studio than a wrestling promotion. You know, and so. Nobody at MGM even blinks an eye when you say, oh, we're bringing in somebody from another promotion to do a, 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 a two-episode shoot. You know, like, nobody cares about that. They know it. They've got a, a floor, floor full of lawyers that can, you know, throw something together real quick, you know, that will allow it. And and we get away with a lot on this show. It's not, um, you know, MGM has a lot of shows, a lot of big shows on their docket. And, um, you know, we we don't get a lot of attention. So, so sometimes that's good. <laughs> Sometimes it's better that way. Stay off the radar, man. That's that's what I always say. Um, yeah. So okay. Season four, moving along. Um, when do you think that'll actually hit air? If you tape when you're hoping to tape, what's the what's the hope? Uh, late spring, summer of 2018. Wow. So oh. before summer, not holding it back till fall, like getting it right in the like, bay and no, start cutting it, huh? Yeah, I think like. I want to say May, but I, I don't, I know that we will start delivering soon. Like we'll start delivering in March, April, you know, we'll, we'll, our, our guys have a system now where, you know, the editors will crank it out. Um, but, and, I, and I don't, we, they haven't announced anything. Right. Um, but, but I think the, I think the, um, I don't think they'll hold it to the fall. I don't think that's the case. I That'd be that, awesome if if it was actually able to turn back around that soon. Because I, I mean, in my mind, I was thinking, gosh, there's no way they're going to come out before September of next year or, or well, something. I do think it'll be before that. I mean, I, look, that's awesome. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, I, I, I get you. I, I know I that there's a giant on, caveat I have, uh, there. <laughs> I, I have, uh, I have regretted saying these things many, <laughs> many times in the past. <laughs> so take this with a tremendous grain of salt, a bucket of salt. But, but, but I feel like, uh, you know, October, like I, th- I feel like six, seven months is enough time to be off there. We should be back on. That'd be awesome. Okay. Yeah. So season four, we got most of the info there. If I think of something else, I'll ask. Um, well, and I do have a couple of a few questions, but season three, yeah. What is going to happen with season three now? Is El Ray going to syndicate it more? Or are they are you going to try to go to Netflix there and add it to what's currently there? Do you think you get a good price for it? Like how what what happens with season three? This awesome awesome season that I feel like people need to go back and watch again, even though they can buy it today on iTunes. Um, I mean, you know, Jim and Joe have been awfully quiet over there. I need I need I I don't know what people think season three where it falls into the. Uh, you know, the, the greater pantheon. They like it a lot. I could speak for them. They liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah, it really was one of the best seasons. I, I I definitely had the most fun at the temple during season three. There sure. were some very memorable moments. That was like when we really flexed the muscles in season three. Like, oh, you think you've yeah, seen? I mean, I'm hoping to see it on Netflix. So, and I, you know, and I think that that I think there's a deal in place uh, that Netflix just needs to execute. You know, and they have a, a window of time after we've finished airing where they can do that. Um, so I think we're just kind of waiting to see if they do. Um, but but I think there'll be plenty of ways. Regardless, there'll be other ways to get season three um, 
the, the, I'm, I think it'll end up on Netflix, but if it doesn't, they, there will be other ways where we can see season three. I'm not well, Miflo certainly knows about alternate ways to watch uh, well, <laughs> Lucha how Underground. Do you, how, do you, how do you even see this show? I don't get I, it. I, I have Aerostar lives in my basement. So it takes me to watch it somewhere. So yeah, what, you uh, you time travel to the future where the UK actually has uh, distribution where, of lucha. Where it's on the UK yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So we're still waiting for that. It's, it's in Germany and I think France and yes. even India. Yes. So You're right. That, that that's not upsetting at all. Um, says the, the, the UK the UK wrestling scene's not big at all at the minute. It's quite small. They're, um, rest, they're racist. They don't like Mexicans. <laughs> Miflo oh. legitimately has King Chrono in his living room, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. I have, I have the cape. I have the cape. Um, I, I wish we were on in the UK because that, that's like the one territory that everybody wants. And I don't know why we can't. I don't know why. Maybe they haven't made nobody made him an offer. I don't know what's going on. Aren't you in Germany? I saw German DVDs of. Yeah, yeah. You can buy, buy the. You can buy the, uh, season one, season two on DVD. I think both seasons. I'm sure you can get on DVD now in Germany. When I'm going to shows to watch, because um, like, I basically follow Phoenix and Pentagon around the UK, um, not like a weird stalk or anything, but people always wearing Lucha Underground stuff at the shows. There's loads. Look, look, I went to an uh, NXT event and someone actually made their own bootleg as hell uh, <laughs> Lucha Underground shirt. But still, like, you know, because we, 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 you know, it's ordering. Come on, they've America. got a hot topic. You guys oh, have hot topic yeah, over there, don't you? Yeah, but they don't sell that stuff here. Damn it! So, like, yeah, we 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 watch it via various different means. Well, so Eric, who would who would have the rights to try to distribute in England? Is that international rights fall under the uh, the LLC or M MGM uh, or El Rey or who? Well, this is where it gets really confusing, and this is where it's like uh, <laughs> MGM controls certain rights, and then El Rey controls certain rights. And there's a difference between the Spanish-speaking territories and the English-speaking territories. I don't really know. My get, my best guess would be that MGM controls the UK rights, and so it would be about about getting somebody in the UK to make an offer to MGM for the seasons there in in the UK. His name, is, his name is Meatloaf. He'll pay for it himself. It's really not that much. It's shockingly oh, okay. not that. It's not that expensive. You'll no. see me next year, a millionaire, off of the back of buying the rights to a Lucha Underground. <laughs> but the, 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 the weird thing is, is because they had what freaks everybody out is because um, from Dustal Dawn was like oh, yeah. showing like, the day after it aired in America, we could watch it here. Hey, so Meatloaf even like, got to watch my last show, Eric. What you was that? got to see Gear Dogs. That that aired wow. over there. My last Discovery yeah. Channel show. I think that was only two weeks behind America as well. Yeah, which is weird. I, I it's I have no excuse. I, I would, <laughs> shame I, I on would, you, Eric Van Wagner. Shame on you. I would give it to you for free, me if it was up to me. I would just give it to you. I gave it for free anyway on YouTube. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Joseph's always got Kevin Cross suplexing me, so we're, we're okay. <laughs> is Cross still coming in? Have you thought is is that hey, still in play? That awesome Cross promo that's on uh, Twitter. Oh, I'm the one where he took took his old promo and put Lucha Underground at the end of it, but it's still awesome. Oh wait, I think yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> but dude, I, I mean, I you know, we, I hope so. 
you know, I'm going to talk to Kevin. I hope so. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I know you haven't really had a chance to, to reach out individually to all the guys and, and make sure that everything's in place. So we'll let you do that. And when it's time, we'll bring Kevin back on and he can talk about how he's going to put everyone's heads through the freaking canvas. I can't wait to see what, what you guys come up with for him. If he just comes in as himself or if he has some grandiose gimmick or if he's in a mask, I think it would be very interesting to see uh, where a few of these people end up in the, in the grand scheme of Lucha Underground. I think there's a lot of different ways they can do this. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Chris and Chris, we had a meeting at the end of last week, and it's like, well, what you thinking, Caps on? Let's figure this shit out now, okay? You put all this stuff, uh, put all this stuff out there, and now let's figure out a way to tie it all together. So, you know, there's definitely uh, uh, those guys are, and, and Chris is smart, and 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 and. Uh, uh, he he has lots of ideas already. So it, 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 some of them are great. Some of them are weird. Some of them are both great and weird. So uh, we'll, we'll just uh, ride it out and see what you think. How's this timeline work for Roach? I mean, he's got the freaking celebrity big brother to deal with now. And you know how those celebrity shows can be a bit taxing. Uh, oh, they're <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, no, I, 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 we're, we're trying to work all that out. I mean, you know, Big Brother, is that show still on the air? Jesus. I feel like, well, isn't isn't his show supposed to be a winter season? Reality shows that you think should die. <laughs> it's oh. going to jump off a cliff like, like Lemmings. I say it's that with gonna... love. I say that with love. Uh, no, it, it, you know, as much as he, look, we all do stuff because we, you know, he's got a baby now and a wife and he's, he, you do stuff that you have to do to pay your mortgages. And then you, you always have to have like a little like, some for the meals, some for the reels. You know, it's like uh, he's got to have a little passion project, and and we are that for Chris. I know we, we shouldn't be, we can't really afford what he's worth, but uh, luckily he still uh, loves Luch Underground, and he will do whatever he has to do to stay a part of it. Yeah, he's got a movie coming. Is this movie out yet? It can't. Is it I coming out soon? It might, it might be. I don't know. I have to go I'm back and rewatch my own episode with him on it because I'm pretty sure he told us, and I've completely forgotten. Yeah. Sorry, Roach. I'm a, I'm a dipshit. <laughs> Let's just hope he's not cast anybody. Everyone, by, you know. Everyone go see Truth or Dare if now or in the future. <laughs> Great plug. I saw the Gilbert movie the other day. Gilbert Godfrey. That's a good one. The documentary on Gilbert. Oh, my God. Just this uh, one. I Can my virtual ears handle that? No, but he's a sweet... Like, I I like I like know Gilbert from Celebrity Apprentice, and I, he, I like... To me, I'm like a Gilbert Godfrey Mark. You know, it's kind of, <laughs> Eric... <laughs> Eric, we gotta He's talk the about the fearless thing. comedian. In the <laughs> yeah. he, he is such an original, and he doesn't give a shit. He's the first person to call Donald Trump Hitler to his face. Oh. Uh, he, he did that on our show. He, he called him Mein Fuhrer right to his face. Tell uh, Donald to come in here. I got a joke for him. The aristocrats. That's <laughs> what I, I just imagine the documentary to be. But, just but watch the Gilbert documentary. It's really good. Gilbert. You got it. That is absolutely. I'm probably gonna do that as soon as we get off the air tonight yeah, that sounds like a time. it's really entertaining i'm telling you and that we didn't even talk about the ufc fight last or two weeks ago now. oh we're Actually, about to get to that too here's my here's my last question and then byron can throw a couple of things at you from the chat room if they're in there and they're reasonable um right. even if so they're not, answer it. we, we kind of understand the landscape of season four and what's going on here now um the skip chasing portion of this are we going to see less vignettes or, or is there still a way to do as many vignettes are they going to still be what you want them to be or do you have to kind of 
finagle it a little bit or try some stuff out to see where you get to? What's what's the plan well, with the vineyards? I, I will say this. The beauty of Skip Chasing is that you can give them an iPhone and a flashlight mm-hmm. and it will still look better than 90% of the shit you see on television. So I, I have a lot of faith in Skip. Um, and for those who don't know, Skip uh, directs a lot of the vignettes. He also works oh. for El Rey Network, and he also has cut pretty much 90% of the trailers you've ever loved in your life. Yeah. <laughs> 90% of every badass trailer that you've ever seen from about 1990 to about 2005, Skip probably cut it. Yeah, he did uh, what, he, like all the Scott Brothers stuff? and, and Yeah, Ridley and Tony Scott and... And like, I mean, you name it, he, he, he cut it and he's a genius. And, um, uh, I like whatever he touches will be great. It may not be as much or as production heavy as in seasons past, but, but I think, you know, you just have to be economical instead of doing a scene, um, you know, out in a location somewhere, we keep it in the office or we, you know, we just keep it on the set. So, so Pentagon's cave is gone is what you're telling me. No, that (laughs) Pentagon's dojo sits right behind the, 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 uh, like the end, the band platform Pentagon's dojo is literally 10 yards away from the band platform. Hashtag more skeleton ninja. That's all I can say. (laughs) It's Pentagon's and how come, uh, Vampiro's doing a bunch of weird stuff there in season three. Oh, Vampiro's just weird. You know, he's just, you know, he's going to do weird stuff. And yeah, there's, there's a whole storyline that's going to develop out of that. But, but I mean, if it stays close to the temple and it doesn't require too much extra, you know, we should be able to keep it. Will there be as much vignettes as there were in season three? Probably not, but I sort of actually think maybe we went a little too vignette heavy in season three, all things considered. But what uh, do you think about fight scenes that you did? You did a few fight scenes. Uh, we heard that the Ivelisse Katrina match was thought at one point to be a vignette type match. Oh um, yeah, DJ was saying that 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 there yeah. was an idea at one point to do that as a backstage vignette brawl, like film it. Yeah, yeah like combination on uh, like in the ring, backstage, in the ring, backstage. Like yeah, there were there was you know some ideas on that. That that stuff takes longer. You know anything in the bathroom with uh, <laughs> where where all the great fights take place. You know that obviously takes longer. But but you know I I think that that our job will be to. Um, try to mask the fact that we're spending less money. You know, it's sort of like that's where the challenge will lie for the producing team is to try to deliver this, you know, to try to trick you all into thinking that nothing has changed. Okay. Why'd you guys kill Dario? Or did you? Oh, no. Who said he's dead? Who said he's dead? Damn. His heart is, his heart is still <laughs> Come beating on, man. As, we go to, as we go to dark. You can still hear his heartbeat. Just saying. But if he's dead, can we have Gilbert Godfrey? Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. El Jefe yeah. Gilbert Gottfried. He comes yeah. back season four with a Band-Aid on his shirt. <laughs> totally Gilbert, and Gilbert Gottfried and Gary Busey. You know, I, I, I pitched, oh, my God. I pitched the show with those two guys, actually. I, I had them all. I had them agreeing to do a show, and it was Gilbert and Gary Find God. And it was literally we were going to take – Gary, Gary Busey and Gilbert Gottfried around to spiritual locations and, and they were, and you know, Gary of course is a believer, believes everything. And he was going to, you know, he's a believer and a, and a, he thinks he's a psychic and medium. And then Gilbert's just an asshole and, and makes fun of everything. So that, that was going to be the premise of the show. Gilbert and Gary find God. Surprisingly, nobody bought it. Did you see it? Wasn't there a Gary Busey show? I think it was a fake reality show in comedy central where it was him and an assistant and you're just basically watching him 
Nevis like. I, I, yeah, but I don't know that Gary knew that it was kind of soft scripted. I don't think they ever gave him a copy of the script. Yeah, I mean, if, it, if we're going to be, and it wouldn't have helped even if you had. It, you know, <laughs> he just does what he does. You know, it's like with Gary. That's the beauty of Gary. Turn the cameras on and, and just follow and good bring, stuff. Bring in those guys and bring in uh, Glenn Gilberti, the Disco Inferno, to be uh, their manager. They'll be great. They'll be a great tag team. They'll be a trios. Fuck it. Not even a tag team. They'll just all wrestle. You know, it'd be great. <laughs> just get them to sign uh, an appearance release as an audience member and just have Gary Busey be in the crowd every single show. See I have I'm not on. given up on Gary Busey <laughs> making an appearance of Lucha Underground. That would be Gary great. <laughs> I, I have a question from the, the guy in the back of the, the guy in the back of the limo. How crazy would that be if it was Gary Busey? Oh, I would mark out so hardcore. Yeah, that would be it's like Gary Busey acting like a normal human being. I uh, would be remiss if we didn't put in for Casey right now that he would prefer it be Jan Michael Vincent. <laughs> Is he still alive? Yeah, that's what we say every time. Nobody knows the answer to that question. <laughs> Nobody knows if Jan Michael Vincent oh, yeah, is alive or not. Device. Get the Airwolf helicopter and put it on top of the temple. Yeah, the da, 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 da. <laughs> All right. So what's your what's the chat room question? Don't screw this up, Byron. So, uh, I'm not looking at the chat room. So make this work. Well, uh, so someone's asking. Uh, they're asking more specific questions now about um, uh, oh, bringing in other talents oh, um, uh, from other companies, uh, like more stardom. Uh, women or possibly um, CMLL wrestlers. Um, oh, so CMLL will never happen. Come yeah, on, I can, yeah. I, I can say uh, in the order of <laughs> yes and no. And uh, someone's asking, wait, who's asking about CMLL? Do they not understand the dynamic that the other guys helped create this particular yeah. program? So that's probably just not even respectful, even if you could get away with it. Can I slap in a suggestion here now? Oh God! Phantasma shows up in a bikini, and then wrestles in a bikini, dude. What are you talking about? Oh God! This is like slash fiction now, isn't it? No, 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 no. I just there's a ridiculous, ridiculously good tag team slash trios team. Travis Banks, kid like us, who actually wrestles as a wolf mask, and Chris Brooks. Chris Brooks is ridiculously cool. Are those country okay. singers? CCK. Oh. Yeah, They're I saw those guys good English English guys. They're amazing. Yeah. Travis Banks. Uh, Travis. I want. I really want to watch Travis Banks versus um, Phantasma. First question is: Will they fly Frontier? Second no. question yeah. is: Will they fly themselves Frontier? Yeah. I'll, I'll bring them with me to the temple in February, March. Meef, so are you, you gonna come out, Meef? Yeah, Eric's asking you too. Are you coming, Meef? Well. I've got I've got to work some stuff out with obviously work because my He's my plane. Work. yeah I'm also scared of planes uh, yeah but um, I think it's the only way I'm going to see Phantasma in the flesh so you know I've got to do that come, we'll we'll hook you up you're taken care of you just let me know you heard it that's it. it's recorded now it's in yeah. stone I, I will also you know if if Bill Mortis throws anybody at me I will just stay down and bleed so that's <laughs> yeah. he says move and you say no. Some, yeah. always a good idea. Somebody who says no. Yeah. <laughs> you know someone's a good fan when they're gonna sell. Yeah. <laughs> That's be, uh, we'll right, blade, before, we'll right before bodily fluids, the lawyer should also make us all acknowledge that we will sell if anything happens to us. I yeah. sold for I sold for Milmore Tess. In, I and saw that, and that was Milmore. that was some sell. You went straight back. <laughs> that was, was at the In Vivo show, right? Was that the yeah, second was, In Vivo show? It was the Tamale Festival, 
<laughs> I mean, think no. DJ went off the top rope. <laughs> no, he just walked over and punched me. <laughs> oh, you're talking about DJ? He, well, he went off well, the no, apron, DJ right? sold for him too. DJ went off the top rope, I think. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Why? Why not? Because it's wrestling, man. You you <laughs> have to do these things or you get no respect sometimes, Byron. Yeah, no selling son of a bitch. <laughs> I went to a show the other week where Pentagon got a guy dressed as Jesus to slap somebody. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, I had one last question, Eric, that was on my list. I just looked at my list. It says, is there a world in which Chevello comes back ever as it maybe even a permanent part of the announcement team, maybe a three-man team, or if Vamp becomes a full-time manager of evil people, <laughs> I I will tell you this. I love Mike Chavello. I worked with him 10 years ago in Singapore, and he kind of saved my ass on this crazy live show, this contender Muay Thai finale that, that I was involved with. And he came in at the last minute, and he crushed the live finale. And I've been a Mike Chavello mark ever since then. And he is a wrestling nerd, too. I mean, he's a super mark. And so I, I've just I've been in touch with him and I worked with him when we were doing these King of the Cage things. We just stayed friends for ten years and he's moved he was living in Vegas for a lot of years and then he just moved back to Australia and he's got kids now and a wife. But he you know, I have I could call him tomorrow and he would be on a plane to to, to work for Lucha Underground. He loved it. Um, he when he was doing the voice verses, I mean that's how he got Stone Cold Steve Austin and and I was trying to get him to do a Roddy Piper interview. And, like, he's just a wrestling nerd. You know, he just loves it. And he loves Lucha Underground. He loves all wrestling. So so the the short answer to that is absolutely I would work with Mike on anything. And I would love to have him back on Lucha Underground. Well, I liked, I liked him just doing those little promos this past season. Yeah. I mean, I know Casey, like, by the third week of those promos was kind of over it. But I was always excited every time just because I yeah. wanted to hear the voice. He's great. He's the big awesome. kibosh. <laughs> Any yeah, the big kabosh, the big kabosh. Uh, no, he's great. It's such a good guy too. He's just one of the nicest guys and just a fan. You know, like uh, when he did Ultimo Lucha One, he hadn't seen a minute of Lucha Underground because he'd been gone. So he was coming back from uh, like Abu Dhabi, like the some. I think it was the the what is it the submission tournaments in Abu Dhabi or something like that. And he had like a eighteen hour flight, and he just sat and watched Lucha Underground episodes the entire way. Wow! And when he landed in L.A., he came straight to the set and had like three hours before we were going. And he knew everybody, he knew every character, he knew every storyline, and he was a super mark walking in the door. So, so I, I, he's one of those people that you work with in the business that you say, man, I would work with the guy on anything. It doesn't matter. I would work with Mike on anything. He's well, awesome. you b- keep his phone number handy because uh, Matt Stryker and Casey have officially challenged each other to the name game in the in the line at the temple. If there's a season four, which we now know there's going to be, so this is going to be official. The line belt of the name wrestler name game is on the line between Stryker and Casey. And I think Casey's going to probably win and Stryker's going to cry and he might quit, Eric. Stryker might quit and go home. So keep Chevello's number handy. Get a plane ticket ready (laughs) just in case. I need 24 hours notice. (laughs) I I love Stryker, but Casey might break his will to live at the name game. I think Stryker's going to be very, very, I'd say impressed, but more probably frightened by the amount of knowledge in that man's head. Casey wins in five rounds. Yeah, probably. Do you even oh, want to live in a world where Casey loses that? 
Oh, God, yes. I, I would be equally as happy if Stryker completely humiliated Casey and Casey would run home crying and he would probably never be seen at the temple again. Well, I think either way, we may lose one of the two of them from the temple forever. You realize that if, the only one. <laughs> if Casey loses, you have to intro him to each show now as the loser of the wrestling name game. Oh, yeah. And and we'll get Stryker a belt or something. You know, we'll have to... <laughs> Get him a trophy from there should be some kind of trophy. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll pitch it for it. We got till um, February. We'll get sexy stuff to raise his arm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you are the loser. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> should break his arm. You guys are. Oh, that's exactly that's what we should do. <laughs> She'll hold on a little too long. Listen, that's the, that's that's called the sexy star now. Anytime somebody holds on a little too long and twists, it's the sexy star. Oh, Did you see the tag team? Man. I got quite a with that. David That's Starr and Jack Sex Smith. Yeah, they've made, oh, yeah. made themselves into sex. That, they, that's I told you, it's a great way to get heel heat. Um, and Byron, do you have any other reasonable question from the chat room before I ask Eric a couple things about UFC? Because I want to talk about grown men hitting each other in the face. Uh, it's it's basically that they're asking about Flamita, about Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler. Night. Have you watched the show? I haven't seen him in so long. He's coming back as Puma. It's fine. Yeah. Puma's, Puma's shrinking a few inches. And no, it's just really basically, people are asking about Flamita, and then they're just repeatedly saying how excited they are. Some of them, uh, including myself, are asking about replica title belts. Oh, um, so it's yeah. you know more of the same. I think, I I think we have it pretty well covered. Where are you seeing this chat, Byron? Where does this happen? If you actually look at the, the YouTube feed of what we're doing live, oh. there's a little chat bar on the side. Don't uh, do it, though. I won't bother. <laughs> I'm not you gonna, never know I'll, what's going to be. Up, I'll, I'll fuck this all up. No <laughs> <laughs> um, so UFC 217, Eric, awesome. I got to say, the Rose Namajunas love her to death. I, and I'm a huge Joanna Champion fan, too. Joanna Jinjacek. Um but I was so happy to see Rose win. I oh, was, was great. It was yeah, the crazy moment. I was not expecting it. She just, she just controlled the distance. That was really what it was. It was masterful. And and yeah. and I had a couple of $3 on it, too. And not many really? did. Yes. She was Bold. the underdog. Bold move. I would have never bet that. <laughs> um, Pat, Pat, that was Barry, Pat Barry was a, a guy that was close to the tap out guys with me, and I've met him a few times, so I always have to support Pat. So that's right. why I, I had my, my faith firmly behind Rose. Um, but yeah, did but I didn't think it was going to go down like that. I'll be honest. I didn't think that she was going to make short work of JJ. Dominated like from, from the bell. Never, you know, I mean, really just like, it, like there was never there never a moment when she wasn't in control of that fight. It was awesome. It was great. Those final three were awesome. Even the undercard was good. I mean, you know, that, that fight nights like that is what keeps you sucked into that goddamn UFC. You know? Oh, they got me again. Yeah, they 100% got me again. And then I'm starting to believe all of Dana's bullshit afterwards where he's like, yeah, we're having the best year we've ever had. Oh, the fuck you are. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I mean, St. Pierre, big swollen, stung by bees, George St. Pierre beating Michael Bisping was just the cherry on top of an already great card. Oh, so, yeah, it really was. And I, I, I'll i be honest, I didn't know where I saw that fight going. And, and a lot of people I, thought I, it was, I thought it was going to be Bisping beating up a guy who was, you know, th 10 years past his prime again. 
for like the fourth time or whatever it was. I thought it was going to be Bisbing kind of um, staying at distance and and stuffing the takedown a lot and jabbing a lot and just kind of using his size over George to to, to win the fight. But none of that happened either. I was like, I I like George at that big weight, but I think he could get back down to 70 easy. Uh, I think he he probably is, and and he's come out very publicly and said that the the weight gaining uh, did not work out well, and yeah. his camp has said the same thing that that it's a little thick. Well, it, it it's like it blew him up the wrong way, and then when he went into the fight, he was the exact same weight that he used to go into a fight back when he was a welterweight. Oh, so, really? Yeah, like yeah. he was he he went yeah. into the actual fight around gaining the weight after the weigh in yeah. one eighty nine, but. Going into a fight at 189 in a 170-pound fight is certainly more advantageous than doing it at a 185-pound fight, where Bisping was probably tipping the scale at 210 when he walked in the ring. Yeah, he looked big too. No, it was good. It was it was a satisfying card all around. <laughs> and uh, the the TJ Dillashaw Cody Garbrandt storyline, I could so care less about now. I hope that they yeah. kill the storyline, but I'd like to see them fight again. Like I'd love to see those guys fight again without all the 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 hubbub and the drama. Yeah, I mean, all that sort of wrestling promo stuff gets really old. I, I you know, I get it. I, it's better to sell fights being you know wearing the black hat. I, I just get a little, you know, I might, I guess I'm getting too old for it, but it's like. All, all that uh, shit talking, you know. But they're not talk. even good at it. Is my problem. Yeah, Neither really side. Either like, side. I just want, I don't like listening to TJ Dillashaw talk, but I love watching him fight. <laughs> I, I completely <laughs> agree. <laughs> when he talks, I, mean, I don't want to like him. But then when I see him fight, I like him. I, you know, he's just got a style. It's just fun. Well, you know? and, and I honestly believe that him and Cody and Dominic Cruz could easily still get back in there. Like these three guys may just switch the belt around between the three of them for the next few years. If ever there was a reason for UFC to steal a page from professional wrestling and do a three-way match, it would be that fight. <laughs> that would be very, very interesting. I think I think that they're going to try to get DJ into that mix, though, because uh, not your DJ, Demetrius Johnson, the DJ oh, I make yeah, fun yeah, of yeah. all the yeah. time. Yeah, um, the guy hasn't had a competitive fight in 10 years. Yeah. And, and, and people are thoroughly bored by him, not because he's not one of the greatest ever, but yeah. because it's too easy for him to keep doing it. I mean, and, and Jose Aldo had a little bit of this problem for a while. Anderson Silva even had this problem for a little while. Yeah. And they have, to find, they have to find a foil for DJ, but DJ is kidding himself and thinking that that's not necessary, that he can just be this Zen-like video game playing martial arts master and anyone's going to give a fuck he's got to have that fight that elevates him you know john dodson really tried but john dodson is a little bit past his prime now and and you know but the problem is tj dillashaw is the one guy that could probably get down to dj's weight or the one guy up at 35 that dj would probably fight but that's the the last guy i want to see dj fight there's no drama or interest there like garbrandt maybe but it's, I mean, it'd be interesting. You'd watch it. You'd oh, I certainly it. watch it. But do I think that that's going to be his great nemesis that's going to elevate him like Chael Sonnen did for Silva? Fuck no. Yeah, he's, he's I'd say Rio Chonin did for Silva. <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> the flying heel hook defeat of Anderson Silva by Rio Chonin. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can I mean, we watch that? You've ever seen that? How long has it been since you've seen that one? 
Oh, years and years and years. Rio, Rio is one I of Jason him. Mayhem Miller's little uh, buddies that used to hang around him all the time. Yeah, I've, I've met him several <laughs> times. The Japanese caveman. Caveman. <laughs> one of the more interesting. He's like the Japanese guys. Clay Guida is what yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, even weirder. Like the whole relationship with Jason and Rio was very strange. And got to know, you know, got I can't to surprise you coming from Jason, though, of all people. I mean, Jason's a little bit of a freak show as much as I love him to death. Like, <laughs> they would all bust on, on Chonin all the time. Shut up, Chonin. Shut up, Chonin. And then they said, you know, Chonin tapped out Anderson Silva two years ago. <laughs> like, okay. But he was kind of a bit of a joke for those guys, that whole, that whole group. You know, everybody's got one in, in there somewhere. And I don't know. Everybody has their moment. So GSP now, do, does GSP really re-enter the conversation as one of the greatest ever now? Uh, he's got to go down to 70 and fight, fight somebody good there. You know, I mean, who, what, what do, who do you want to see him fight at 70? Connor. Yes. See Connor come up to 70 and him go down. But George, think- George said that, you know, he's not going to chase a smaller guy. So basically, I think if Dana comes at him with that fight, but do we really want to see GSP versus Robert Whitaker at 85? That doesn't make much sense. No. I think he vacates, lets, Ro- lets Robert become the actual champion, goes back to 70 in some fashion. He needs to go back to 70. Yeah. I don't what know do what the fight I, there I, I'm is. I'm just glad Bisping is no longer the champion. That's, that's all I'm happy about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor Mike. Mike yeah. did his thing. But look, he had, he had a great run at the end. He, he got his win over Anderson. You know, he got, he got all of his revenges. Um, he got to prove yeah. a point. Now he can be done. Yeah. But he's okay. fighting again. Did you see this thing? He's fight. He's scheduled to yeah, fight he, in three weeks. The guy, I, I will give him credit. He's durable and a gamer. He will fight anyone anytime. Good for him. Yeah, uh, I mean, like people can say he's full of shit on a great many subjects, but it's not in turning down fights. I mean, nope. he, he fact- is a fighter. There are athletes and there are fighters, and that dude is a fighter. For Absolutely, one hundred and ten percent. So. Um, I was just mad when he got revenge on Dan Henderson. I just wanted Dan Henderson to knock him out twice. You just wanted to see that old H bomb. Just for the guess. <laughs> I actually had money on Bisping in that fight. Uh, it's reasonable that you would. Right. I just figured, I just felt like Hendo's jaw. There was that little hairline oh. fracture in here somewhere now. That happens when you turn 50. <laughs> <laughs> 50? He's that young? <laughs> no, no, right. Yeah. He was he was in high school wrestling when I was in high school wrestling in the in, in the mid eighties, so that's how old he is. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> well, I I think that I'm really happy about season four. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm ecstatic, and I'm I'm very happy that you came on and kind of uh, got some of the news out there. Now I'm sure the dirt sheets will get it all wrong tomorrow. I'm sure some talent or somebody will talk yeah. to somebody and they'll misunderstand it and everything will be silly, but they can always come here and, and hear the correct version. You guys are the ones that call me and ask me the information. So I will always give it to you. Thank you. We appreciate that very much. There's still uh, questions out there, but I realize, man, this thing's like two days old. There, there's, there needs to be some gestation time. I know you guys got to get to work and uh, your yeah. Christmas is fucked. I mean, you're going to be working your butt off. I, I, I got to assume if you're trying to get yeah, going. I've got another bigger. show that I want to come on here and talk about when it's officially announced. Please do. Absolutely. I'm waiting for that, too. You know I yeah, am. You're going like to like it. It's going to be fun. You're going to like it. You guys want to keep talking? So should I just sign off and let you guys, uh, you know, make fun of Casey for another thirty minutes? <laughs> we'll let you out of here. We, we probably won't talk much longer. Anybody else got anything else for EV Dub? 
Uh, real quick, I know you haven't even gotten the temple back just yet, but will there be any changes made to the temple at all, like seating or even just design-wise? Uh, it's a little too early. Like, okay, if we, if we go back to the temple, probably not. Uh, but it, but we may not be able to go back to the temple, in which case there will be a change. Um, but, but, but I have a backup plan. I mean, we have a legitimate backup plan uh, in L.A., which I like. Um, part of it kind of wants to because it would be crazy and story-wise it would go to some weird places. Um, Ooh, I think so, I have an idea what this is, uh, even though you have not told me. I have, I I have a sneaking suspicion. But, but, but uh, I will say I have, uh, I have scouted other locations in case the temple we don't come through. And I found something that's really weird and really good. How are tickets going to go down this year? Yeah, I know you don't know the answer because <laughs> you know we keep thinking, how do we keep people from lining up, like spending their entire night out in front of that thing? Like, morning. I, I feel bad morning. for. I, I, well, at first it used to just be morning, and then we were like, no, you got to come back, and then you got to draw a ticket, and then people would line up at two in the morning, and, and the to whole get thing the ticket was, to draw, like to we, wait for the line to wait. I'm trying to figure out, and this is up to Josie, wonderful, awesome Josie, who knows everything. We're trying to figure out, like, why can't we do it like Southwest Airlines, where you have the, you know, you you RSVP and you get a number, and then you come line up in that number. I mean, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? And then you wrestle someone to not be kicked off the show. I'm going to say this, man. I, I think, honestly, I really think your solution is, fuck it. You just cast the bleachers, and then you sell the other seats. Yeah. I don't want to sell tickets though. It's selling tickets. Okay, well, so you 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 cast, but I I think you cast the bleachers every week. I think you let those be those guys, your your Chickies, your Mil Machetes, uh, your CJ De Niro's, Casey's, the guy Jim there, the guys that come all the time. You you give them the so first priority and oil. give them maybe even oil. a day advance because you know those are the guys that you want in the bleachers. Yeah, it's true. And and then after that, then you fill in with everybody else. But it's funny because you know you notice like I, I even notice when you watch some of the episodes when when there's matches taped later in the day like towards this you know second show towards the end you see some people that have literally been been there for twenty four hours <laughs> you know melting into their like, chairs at the end of the match and they're completely dead and you're just like if you hadn't spent sixteen hours out in the freezing cold last night you'd be you'd be hot right now but right. Well, you know, it just depends. It's like, and and some of those people have even changed, you know, and, you know, there's a few that have been there almost every time, but I don't know. I feel like you really cast the bleachers more than worry about any kind of ticket policy for the sake of the show. You yeah. always find a way to get those people that you want on that side or those fans that are most excited. Maybe even you give them a chance to get at tickets a whole day ahead of everyone else before you put it out to the general, like, let's make sure we have this place filled audience yeah that's just it, my thought no i, I and I, I don't know what the answer is i mean we've we've all argued this a hundred times like do you do you go to the same people that have come every week and there's a certain argument of like yeah those are your those are your regulars those are the people but do they get spoiled and and like do you get a hotter audience if it's a bunch of first timers i don't know like sometimes but but uh um i don't know Maybe. what the answer is believe me we've we've this is these these exact discussions we have all had you know how do we do it smart? well i have a feeling this one's going to be a pain in your butt because i think the demand for tickets especially when people realize it's going to be a little shorter season yeah. um the demand for tickets is going to be very very high and you're going to have some grumpy sad people <laughs> i'm safe i'm i'm like 
Saving some for meatloaf, though, you know. <laughs> yes. Will, I'll nice. leave him at uh, Will Call with his name on it for every tape. You'll just see me walking around really nervous because, like, uh, LA scares the shit into me as an idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, Boyle Heights is the <laughs> safest place in Los Angeles. There's nothing to worry about. Like bougie. I live in the sea by a seaside. I live like in the middle of nowhere. I've got a nice little bit of water. Like literally a cat getting up a tree is like the biggest news. Look, just so you know me, it's a shoot. Boyle Heights is the fucking hood. Okay. Is. That is the one part of Lucha Underground that is not yeah. faked. If it's back in the are. it's like Boyle art Heights. galleries and like hipsters and man buns and gay couples now. It's crazy. Well, it's after I'll fit in then. Well, after after uh, ultimately to Tress, uh, someone like a taco truck around the corner that right. some of the other believers were at got hit by a car. By yeah, a drunk driver or somebody rolled over through the like drove a car through the taco truck and some of the people there. Yeah, drive drive through tacos. You know, I don't, think, idea, I don't think our people like. I I think some no. of our people were there, but I, it wasn't. Yeah, like, none of our people, people got hurt. Okay. No, no, yeah. no. Vic, Vic helped. He, people like try to get out of the way i remember Vic was there. yeah jesus yeah. albert and if you also listen to our last episode where we we found our lost episode you can hear us talking about it the next day that's the first thing we talked about in the lost episode yeah um, what did, what did you, live reactions what did you think about that eric our last episode oh like eric I was i on the last episode I no no, what we did was after after Ultima Lucha Trace, we were so hyped up that we came back and recorded an episode that we knew we weren't going to be able to play for months, is what we thought, Eric. <laughs> but it ended up being 16 months later when we finally were able to dust this episode off and we uh, dropped it into the middle of last week's episode. Where Casey we just, still had a girlfriend back then, probably, right? He still does. He still has his girlfriend in Vegas, I believe. I think. Jesus, this hot Oh yeah, no. His his Twitter says his Twitter says he's in a committed relationship. He's in a committed relationship. The Pentagon says he should be committed for relationships. I see that. It's right there. All right. Well, that's it. That's all I got for you, Eric. Get out of here. Go spend some time with your family. Thank you so much for coming on and answering all these questions. I hope all the dirt sheets actually reprint this stuff because yeah. it's true. Instead Give of the credit to, to the MMM show because these guys actually reach out and ask me questions personally. It's good. Hey, 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 Jim and Joe, glad to spend the night with you. Cheers, <laughs> much Dub. Not Good you, but not you so much, Byron. You're, oh, you're come on. <laughs> now he knows how this show actually oh, works. Yeah. Yeah. We need it. We need a new. We need a new guest now to come on. One that. <laughs> One that likes you and will put you over as much as you put yourself over? No, thank you. We'll get sexy style on. Please, dude. All right, guys. All right. Cheers, Eric. Thank you. It's somewhere in L.A. in February. All right. We'll be there. We shall see you then. Wow. Why was he just mean to me? Because he's a smart person. Why? He's a very smart and knowledgeable, intelligent, bright young man. What did I ever do? Nothing. That's it. Literally nothing. Well, so I'm what are you excited? excited? Are, are you excited, excited for season four now? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing with you know, will it happen? Won't it happen? You know, that's finally gone. Uh, but does it sting to know that it's going to be a little bit less than what it was in season three? I mean, a little bit, but 
but I'm also one of those people who believes that sometimes less is more. So they could put more quality stuff into these less, these fewer episodes. You know, and yeah, Evie Dub was right. I think even though they were fun to watch, I think last season was very vignette heavy. Um, and now we're going to show, or we're going to see more action in the ring and the vignettes are going to take a little bit, you know, uh, less time, a little bit less of uh, Vinny eating pizza in the bathroom. Oh, come on. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got to have lots of Vinny eating pizza in the bathroom. I mean, that's the easiest thing to shoot. So I feel like we'll probably see less vignettes in the bathroom, but the less, but the only vignettes in the bathroom we see are just Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> they're all, they're all Vinny vignettes. Yeah. They need to get a feud started where someone like bumps into his pizza box. Well, I, I mean, mean, yeah, that'd be funny. I think the thing that we're, def someone. we're definitely not going to see some of the filler matches. I mean, I think that there's no, you know, with a season that short, maybe a squash match or two, but I think that you probably lose some of the stuff that's just filler to drag a storyline out to where it needs to go. I think you just really get those key matches. Now, where I think that something like that would be a shame a little bit is like, look at how the AR Fox uh, kill shot feud built. And there was a few matches that, at the beginning of that would have kind of been seen as throwaway matches in the grand scheme of things. And you'd probably lose matches like that, but that fill that feud built perfectly to me in season three. Yeah. I also, on top of that, I think that we're probably those of us in the temple will probably see less dark matches. Now, if they're trying to get in as much taping time as possible, instead of just trying someone out to see if they fit, they'll probably just do that. Like, you know, without a crowd and just have people. <laughs> They'll probably do it at 10 a.m. and then say, yeah. okay, it's going into the show later yep. today. Yeah. We'll be it's outside like, waiting in line. It'd be like the World Wide Underground. I'm sorry, but I really hate them. Um, but, <laughs> like, but it just dragged, like, I know that because obviously the series was like 40 episodes and obviously, like, there was the break, but it did seem to, like, I'm not being rude, but, like, the lead up to, like, Ultima Lutris was, like, quite draggy. It just dragged a little bit, and I got really yeah. bored and tired of World Wide Underground. And I, we all love the Rabbit Tribe, but they aren't exactly the most. There is no point. Pointless. They're not. They're kind of pointless. Um, no. Well, if, if, no. If I, I feel episodes, no. I don't think. I don't think Meef is wrong. I feel, but I don't feel like it's pointless. I feel like they haven't gotten to the point yet, nor did yeah. they intend to. I feel that that was one of DJ's more long-term plans. Put it in place, see how it's working, let it be a little bit of a joke at first, and then you guys just wait. I'm going to do something with it. And I'm pretty sure DJ has a very yeah. solid plan from some of the stuff I've heard London say about, like, you know, that there's a real running storyline there to go. And it's not just a joke. I think, like, I think DJ's starting it as a joke, but he's going to turn it on its ears. And, and leave you with something that's a little beefier at the end. Now, with a shorter season, I feel like like the Chris's and Stolman have their work cut out for them to come up with exciting, creative stuff that can't breathe as much as that. Because yeah. you know DJ likes his shit to breathe. He likes to play the long game, and he's going to have to play a little bit more of the short con, a little bit more sleight of hand, a little bit more hot shoddy, and just make things happen. It's almost like there's enough loose ends right now that are just floating out there, like the pictures of the island 
um, with the dolls and then the amulet. Um, and but the, I don't think those those are loose ends. I think that those well, are I, deliberate. Yeah, they're just opportunities that they've left yeah. themselves. They don't do every single story at. They don't finish it at the season finale. They have a lot that will continue on later this you know something might be a first step four episodes of season four arc or something but it seems like there's a lot of those there's a lot of stories that are ready to kick off and and go into their climax and that might show a lot of next season already without coming up with new stuff you know what i mean yeah absolutely but that's kind of good because of the way that it's worked out in terms of the filming etc to just get a quick 20 uh, episode season just oof, and you've already got it half written if you know yeah. what I mean I like the so idea of uh, the continuity with finding a season to film season to air and then the off season where the wrestlers and all the talent know that they can try and book as much other work as they can so that way you know they're you can be more loyal because then yeah. it, it, the show itself is more dependent. Well, let's, uh, yeah. I, the, the, that brings up another question. Promotion. That's not really fair to ask why while EVW is here, but it is a legit question, which is we know that there's talent issues going on out there. Like I, I know of some of them firsthand, and, and they're out there. There's some guys that were clearly like, oh, my God, I can't believe I signed up for this thing where I haven't worked in 18 months on TV now. So do you think that, you know, what EV dub and we all know EV dub is a nice guy and he doesn't wish anyone harm, but you know, they were obviously trying to protect things a little more um, at a certain point in time. Do you think that this new idea of, of letting these guys work more and being a little more open um, is going to quell some of that anxiety in the locker room? Or do you think that those guys that have issues are still going to have issues? Well, I mean, I think there are two different points here number one it opens the door up to a lot of people if a lot of the uh, original lucha uh fighters i guess uh decide to leave you know you can have the guys from ring of honor from maybe even new japan or pwg guys come in and uh, you know they could take over but on top of that I think a lot of people might get upset because if those kind of people come in, it's less Lucha. You know, you're having a lot less of the, you know, AAA guys come in. And the whole show is based on the fact that it's, you know, based on Lucha Libre. And well, I mean, I think Libre you're still going to get a certain amount of that just because yeah. I think that, that Dorian and, and his investors at Lucha Libre FMV still have to find a way to, to capitalize on their original idea, which was to take portions of AAA – Americanize them mm. and find new revenue streams and and new fan bases. So I don't believe that that part of it's ever going to stop. I think if every guy who's currently in there that ever came from or is involved with AAA right now was gone, Dorian would bring twenty Thanks more of those guys. I think you're always going to have almost a fifty fifty split um, between luchadors and and indie guys. In Lucha Underground because it just makes sense and Dorian will always still have at least that amount of say unless somebody buys his end out which there'd be no reason to at this point um, so I, I, I do find it interesting I'm just wondering I mean like really the, you know and I kind of asked Eric this question maybe not so directly 
was the the Sammy Callahan situation because mm. I don't want mm. I, I don't want to put EV Dub on the spot about it. It's not really worth it to me to know the answer. But the way that I kind of saw it happening is, I know Sammy's not the same as the other people that have already showed up there, and I feel like. Sammy, we know Sammy's been having some gripes about Lucha Underground. He's very, very popular on the indies. He's a guy that could clearly go a lot of places. Um, And I feel like, you know, Sammy probably found a situation where it was like, guys, I maybe I can keep doing something for you, but you got to do something for me. And that they made the call like, okay, well, if we want to keep Jeremiah Crane, we got to let Sammy Callahan show up at TNA. Are we willing to do that? Our contract says we don't have to let him do that. You know, and he doesn't have a AAA contract. He is not a AAA talent. He is a Lucha Underground performer and an indie performer who has that clause that says you can't be on U.S. television. So, but it seems like that's been, been, lacks that's been let go uh, unless there's some lawsuit pending that we don't know about but i don't think that there is i think that that they actually have have i think done the right thing and said sammy if you can get yourself on that program you know and you'll still come back to us please do it is it's i think it's interesting where um or maybe he's let go altogether. I don't know. I'm, I am speculating. This is rumor mongering. This is what I say, you know, but I'm not reporting it as fact or news, by the way. I'm just, I'm wondering because as soon as I saw Sammy's name come up, I said, whoa, this does not fit the model of everything that I know. Mm. The other thing as well is the clusterfuck at the minute with uh, TNA because they are actually moving to Canada. Yeah. So, like, so I do that's like, yeah, so like Ty has got problems with going there. Jim Cornette, who they brought in to replace Bruce Pritchard, like within a month had to go because he can't go to Canada and come back to America or some shit. So that like... They, they, yeah, well, they're a yeah. hot mess, but they're a hot mess with a TV deal. Yeah. They've been yeah, around for a long time. They've been around longer than, what, ECW? I mean, it's for yeah. all you could say about them. You have to give them... Oh, yeah, but the, the, the thing is, like, they, they've got the UK yeah. deal because at one point when the WWE uh, were looking at and other people were looking at buying TNA. It was purely because they had like the UK deals, so like you could just replace your product straight away. Just put your yeah. product in, replacing Impact. But the thing with um, oh, what was it going to say about Callahan? Oh, I can't remember now. Go for it. Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I think I think um, I really I really like and I really think that it makes a lot of sense. EV Dubs, um, what he was saying about how they're going to relax the exclusivity. I think that is something that's going to make a difference in. And I think moving forward, mostly, I think what you're going to get is uh, where you're going to repair those, you know, burnt bridges where people got sore over the, you know, the layoff and all that stuff. I think they would, if they're going to, if you're going to make amends with them, it's because they're excited to get back at it. Um, I don't know if they're necessarily going to be that happy about working, being able to work elsewhere if they're already upset. Well, I think, look, at least at the very least, I think the level of transparency from the company to the talent is going to be more prevalent now because it wasn't available before. I don't think I don't think that any of those performers should have taken it as them being lied to, even though, in fact, um, I think some of their circumstance was a little bit misrepresented because I think the guys thought that it was going to stay in production more because people were talking about doing 48 episode seasons back to back all the time and touring and these things. 
Yeah. But I think at least now anyone that is getting involved with Lucha Underground or staying or choosing to stay involved with Lucha Underground will understand the realistic landscape of we're going to tape a bunch of this all at once. It's going to be good for you because then that TV time is going to be spread out over, you know, three or four months in the summer or whatever, while you can also be out working and upping your, your asking prices and whatnot. But at the same time, yeah, we're not going to provide for you year round. You're going to yeah. still have to provide for yourself. You're basic. Basically what they're saying is you come work Lucha underground. You're not a made guy. You're still going to have to be an indie presence and an indie talent to take care of yourself, which I prefer. I think, I think it makes sense, but to be fair, when TNA started doing that a while back and they were even booking their guys out and taking kind of a booker's fee, that that felt weird at the time, and I, it felt like a step back. And I Did think it? Did it feel weird? It's going to be like a step back for – I mean, it's progress in all reality for the Underground, but it's going to feel like a step back from – what everyone really wanted it to be. As long as the storylines stay protected, I think they're fine. Sorry, go ahead, Meef. Yeah, I was, I was going to say the other thing is like basically AAA have done that for years and like all companies have done that for years. But the other thing I was going to say was um, in terms of it, its brand exposure, because I'm not being rude, like Lucha Underground kind of was hot as shit. Series one, season two was great, but it kind of went started to go down a little bit because, you know, merchandise, touring and all that stuff got involved. And I think really where they left off in season three whilst we were excited and we stayed it. And I will use the phrase, stuck it out. Um, like they've lost a bit of the momentum. So like when TNA started using their guys earlier in the year, they're saying, oh, the hero of Phantasma works on Lucha Underground as Kane Cuerner. Drago is on Lucha Underground. You know, they, so like not only has that been broadcast around the world, so I'm not being funny, but there's people in the UK when I go to shows don't have a fucking clue. But they watch Impact because it's on free TV here. You can get it on all of the pretty much all of the um, on Spike TV. Right. So like, so like the, the people just watch and go, oh, well, Lucha Underground, what's this? You know what I mean? So it's that kind of thing. And the other thing is like, they can, they'll the guys make more money, won't they? <laughs> and they'll be able to charge more money, and they'll be able to, you know, go somewhere else, and they can possibly learn things. Or because you're letting, say, you know, uh, Pentagon appear on. You know, a New Japan show or something silly like that. It might lead to certain other good people being able to come in. You will be working better with other companies, which means they might release some of their really top quality stars, or even someone who they don't think is top quality, but someone who actually is great and would add to storylines can come across a bit easier. So I think it's going to work for everybody. Well, there's one the part of it that's going to be tricky, and, yeah. and that is the crash. Hmm. I think that that's still an issue because. Um, I think they're right to relax the rules with TNA and uh, Ring of Honor and uh, Noah, but CMLL and The Crash mm -hmm. are both still direct competitors. Well, The Crash is basically born as something to spite Dorian. That's the that's kind of ah, like the basic. It's been, around for, it's been around for seven years or so now, isn't it? It's Crash, six years. I mean, look, it's yeah, not. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah Crash has been around for years. Crash has been around for six years. Conan's, Conan's involvement might be a little bit of that, but at the same time, he just wants to work and have a crucial position at a company. He wants to do what he was doing at AAA and Lucha Underground anywhere that he can, period. So I don't necessarily even think that he does it to spite uh, them. 
I think that he certainly has a certain amount of animosity towards AAA at this point, and I think that he certainly doesn't mind screwing them over at any turn. But it puts some of these guys in a weird position because that's the company where I don't think I don't think Lucha Underground should make the exception. And and some people will are probably going to get mad at me for saying that, but stylistically, they're more of a direct competitor. Yeah, you know, they're, they're using those talent in a similar fashion. I think it impacts the I think it impacts the story for those guys to be in the crash doing those gimmicks. I don't think it impacts the stories at Lucha Underground for them to be doing it at TNA or Ring of Honor or Japan. So I think that that's, that's the weird spot because if you write the rule to be broad enough to include all of those other places, do you still then not make the exception for the crash? If And I'm saying this if the crash gets U.S. television distribution, which I know everyone knows they're trying to do. Like, what if Pentagon is in the pilot for the crash to be a national United States nationally syndicated or televised show? Does that not become an issue? I mean, the other thing as well today, I don't know if you've been watching, but um, something's going on again with old uh, DR. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dorian's Dor- Dor- pulled some shit again by the looks of things. If you look at the Mass Republic uh, yeah. Twitter timeline, we can all we can all guess what they're and that's doing. that's another issue where you'll have where you have EVW coming out and being the voice of reason and sanity and transparency and just saying I want to put on a good show and I want everyone to do the best they can with their careers and I want the other shows to do well and then you find a partner uh, a big partner a big part you you find like Dorian is also like someone you have to answer to when you when you work at Lucha Underground allegedly doing a bunch of like still spiteful um you know stuff with uh stars who left triple a who left well, okay and so let's, let's let's look at that realistically because i i'm not i'm not willing to completely paint dorian as a bad guy what i will say because look he was one of the people fighting side by side with ev dub two weeks ago to make season four happen and he does believe in it. He believes in the guys. He believes in the product. Mm-hmm. There is a certain passion that Dorian has. And and let's be honest. We would not be fans of this show. This show would not exist without Dorian. Mm-hmm. It just would not. So, so if you're a Lucha Underground fan, you have to give it a certain amount of appreciation. Just like you have to give Vince McMahon a certain amount of appreciation. You can dislike his product all day long right now. But if you're a real wrestling fan you have to have some amount of love for Vince McMahon. Dorian Dorian for us, for the Lucha Click, for people who are believers, has to hold that same place for you. And I'm sorry to say this, but that's just the case. He doesn't necessarily have it all down yet. He has... Uh, he does have a tendency to to want to go after, I think, some of those guys who he feels have wronged him. Um... And no, I don't personally believe it's right. I don't at all. But I also can't say that he doesn't have a leg to stand on. These were guys that had contracts with him that walked out, and now he's trying to to mess with them a little bit. He's saying, look, we got season four coming, but you still fucked me on this other thing. Even though I know you can show up there, you can't be out there using my IP. 
You can't be doing the stuff I'm letting other people do. He's clearly trying to rub it in their face a little bit. I mean, those guys are more cut off from the wrestling world than anybody else because of it. But did they not make their choice when they walked out? Yeah. Yeah, but there's reasons. Yeah. So, so I, I, I think like I think like if we're gonna get into the specific thing, you know, I think it's kind of been a long road traveled already. I think everyone there is is already like we don't need to get in the middle and fight those battles because those guys already know what they're doing and what they're going through and what they're going to, you know, go through. As long as they stay on the same path, I guess if you're gonna work with Lucha Underground, then you have to live with your circumstance somehow. But I think it's also, it's just, it's still, there's a little bit of uh, like, I'm not going mic over. It's, it's like good cop, bad cop, right? But it's not really a game that uses that type of dynamic. You Look, know what I mean? I, I think that this is, I, I think that this is a last jab at these guys. I really do. I understand why the Mass Republic guys are ticked because all they do is spend all of their time trying to help these guys yeah. and be very altruistic in a lot of ways. I mean, look, they're still trying to make money, but they are still very altruistic in the nature of the concept of they're trying to make money by doing right by luchadors. Expo Lucha looks awesome. Um, they are friends with these guys and the fact that they, they do business on a personal level with a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. So it hurts when you see those guys that you're trying to help getting fucked with. But I also, you know, like eventually these things get let go. It's the wrestling business. We'll see how far some of this stuff goes. I'd like to think that this is one last jab at these dudes like, haha, we got season four, but I'm still going to fuck with you. And then once they all get in a room and it will happen, all these guys are going to be in a room because plane tickets are going to start getting bought. Storylines are going to start getting written. Big dollars are going to be at hand, um, you know, with, with slightly tighter budgets. The, the margin for error is not there. These things will be dialed in before those temple doors open again. And we'll see. We'll see uh, if people are the bigger man. We'll see if money talks and bullshit walks, because that may be what it really boils down to. Like, hey, we got a product. This is the product. The product is uh, Dorian and Penta El Cerro Miedo f- figure out how to get along. <laughs> that may be what makes everyone who both of those gentlemen are beholden to happy. And because that's where the money is. He's got the belt. If you were, if you were behind the scenes, uh, the first thing you would do on, you know, not maybe day one, but you know, the day before day one is you're right. We're locking you in a room. You're going to be adults and you're just going to go. We both upset each other. Let's yeah. get over shit. We got to make some money. Let's just nut the fuck up and just you know, you just got to get on with it. Because look, you know, how many you, times? How, how many times have, has money. has the stubborn champion and a shiesty promoter come to terms to do one more match? Yeah, come on, like a million times, and that's pretty much what's going on here. I mean, Penta had his moment of of look. I don't care anymore. I'm the fuck out of here. Finally. And, you know, Dorian's had his moments of screw you. I'm, I don't care about you and I'm screwing you over. Fuck you. These guys have had their moments together, but Pentagon's got the strap, man. The storyline gave him the strap. And that still, no matter what you say, no matter how many belts have been stripped away from people, that still carries juice. 
and even more so now because you're talking about a TV network that has just paid money for a TV show that left with a cliffhanger of this guy being champion. Not a wrestling show where you can just rewrite it and rescript it next week and, and get the crowd to pop a different way. It's a TV show. That's the cliffhanger. Penta has the belt. He has well, to come back. That's how the situation worked out well. Because we let's be honest, if if he didn't have that belt, we could we could surmise where things might have gone. But because yeah, I think, belt, it'd be a, <laughs> I think it'd be a much more tentative situation if he didn't have yeah. that belt. Yeah. I think it'd be a lot scarier for him and for Phoenix. So but, now they've you know that, I think I think it's got, it's got you've got you're doing business. You've just got to fucking forget shit. And try and you know, iron out some kinks for personal relationships or whatever you're going to get on. But you know, like you said before, how many people you don't like your boss? You know what I mean. You don't have to love right. everybody. Well, I just hope. I just hope. What I, the, the worst case scenario to me is that these guys say fuck it and try to break their MGM contract too and go somewhere else on their own. Yeah. That's I mean, my biggest they, fear at this point. Do you think they do that? Gonna, but they, but then again, they would have legitimate grounds for that. I mean, I'm not. You know, yeah, but that doesn't mean they have legitimate yeah. grounds to break an American contract. Uh, a contract yeah, in Mexico yeah, yeah. and a contract in America are two different things. No, and I mean, that will start yeah. World War Three, and that will make yeah. the good people involved have to be against each other, yeah. and that would be I mean. unfortunate to me. That's why they have to sort the show because, like, I'm not being rude, but like, um, you know, in law terms or whatever you want to get into, bit, bit in terms of employment law. Um, they'd have some pretty big grounds to be able to turn around and go, you know what, this dickhead's here and he's making us not be able to, the, the working situation not being correct for them. So I'm pretty sure they could have some. But how? I mean, they can't do that with their MGM contract because the... the oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm saying if they, break, if they break their MGM contract, there's trouble because MGM mm -hmm. has done everything that they ever said that they were going to do. Yeah, I mean they've shown that they don't you, they don't mess around. Like Hernandez had yeah. episodes of yeah. TV just deleted from existence because of a contract issue. An entire angle gone, like a month's worth of tape is gone. So it's it's different than I think walking out of a promotion and saying you want to work somewhere else. I mean they, you know, leave a new chunk yeah. down. I mean, I, I, but then I'm again, if you want to leave, the doors are open. It's just like you got to work with them and just close out yeah. your story. Make So the TV show, the integrity of the show is still intact. That's, you know. Yeah, that's it's like that that uh, that weird Mike Awesome crazy thing, uh, oh. the, the belt drop. I mean, you know, crazier things have happened. That was a great Where moment all of for the industry, though. Where you had three promotions coming together in a giant clusterfuck just to fix a belt situation, yeah. WWE, had, uh, you know, well, he wasn't an announcer. At the it's time. amazing the steps that they took just to preserve some sort of kayfabe. It's it's crazy. Whereas, like, they've just taken the belt off of someone for no reason so many times in any any of the wrestling shows, like WCW. One of the times they brought on uh, Russo and Bischoff. One of the times they brought them back. And they're like, all the champions gave up their belts and we're starting over just because. Yeah. That's because it's Vince Russo and he's a, just Vince Russo. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the worst <laughs> that's the best way to put it. He's, a <laughs> he's literally just a Vince Russo. 
I, I, I was a big fan of Vince Russo, though. But I'm also a big fan of J.J. Abrams, who does the same kind of thing in the Star Trek universe. Like, oh, Vince, yeah, I'm just going to throw Vince, out the whole thing with a little rift in the space-time continuum. Like, this scene is beginning to drag. Let's do a lens flare. Did they do the X Men? Did they do the X Men as well? Kind of just yeah. I've tried not to. I've tried to avoid the last X Men films because you know they killed Apocalypse really badly. Sorry, I haven't seen it. Spoilers, Spoilers. Byron. Game of Thrones. Just don't watch it. Game of Thrones season one is still a spoiler to you. No one's waiting for you anymore, bro. Well, I've seen season one, but I don't remember it. So yeah, it would be a spoiler. Ned Stark dies. I, well, first I have to know who he is. It's Sean Bean. He's he the one who dies. looks like you but sounds yeah. way cooler. He's, he's from my part of the world, actually. Where I look, you were born and bred. He's from like about 19 miles down the road from where I used to live. He sounds a bit me-fish. Yeah, but he's, 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 he's from Yorkshire. Yorkshire? Yorkshire. Like Yorkshire puddings. You know Yorkshire puddings? No. Something I know, I know Yorkshire yeah, pudding. Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with the concept. Okay. <laughs> the concept of pudding. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I still, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of interesting things. Um, I'm sorry. I apologize to the viewers of this show that we waited so long, but this this season we didn't want to just come back and have a bunch of filler episodes. We wanted to wait till this moment. Uh, come back, have something real to talk about with real information, yeah. not just speculation. But y- you see where it leads. We got real information, and now I just have more speculation. I mean, I could I could have EV Dub here forever going over these things, but I know that many of these things, the answer is, dude, we just got the deal. We haven't answered all these questions yet. We'll figure out what talent's going to be there. We'll start making phone calls. You know, like he said it on here. He mm-hmm. hasn't even talked to Cross yet, you know? Um, and that that's a big deal that's a big deal uh when you're trying to rebuild trust with your cast that you've kind of not been able to fulfill obligations to for over a year yes uh, and, and eric didn't say this but i know that 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 they did uh inform the cast about what's going on with the shorter order um with you know what's going on with the season that's starting to tell the cast what's up with that i know that he's been working on that stuff and that's part of the reason why i i couldn't get him any sooner you know he told me flat out like hey no offense to you guys i love you guys i'd love to to talk with you guys but i'm gonna talk to my talent and my people that have worked with me and been with me through thick and thin on this project and and let them know first and then we'll talk um, you know, and we're the first people probably after that to, to know a lot of this stuff. And now hopefully all of the Lucha click and the real fans will know that. And this is a great place to do it where the information will hopefully get to the real people. I won't say the right people, but the real people first, um, and not through the rumor mills or, you know, even though there's clearly bigger media outlets to release this information to, uh, it's cool that he did it here. I think it's very respectful that, you know, he, he did give, uh, the people that he's close to a heads up first and, and get them in the loop before talking to us publicly. And, you yeah. know, and now hopefully everyone will start to understand the landscape of what's going on there and that it's really just a group of people trying to make a great TV show. Yeah. Maybe one day it will be a great wrestling promotion, but it's not, it's a yeah. great TV show. Yeah. If I may say, Justin, you, this show is pr- the best Lucha underground related podcast in the sense that why thank you (laughs) 
You're welcome, Byron. Um, <laughs> is the fact that you perfectly explain the fact that yes, it is a television show, not a promotion. There, it's not a roster; it's a cast. And yeah. I don't know. I've tried explaining this to multiple people, and I don't understand. Like, you wouldn't like uh, expect like the cast of the Big Bang Theory to go through like something that you know. Dean Ambrose or Seth Rollins goes through. It's like completely different worlds. Well, true. But for this show, it's like, I, I think of this podcast more like it's talking dead than, you know, some wrestling insider locker room thing. Like I don't expect people to come on here and cut shoot interviews about all the stuff that happened on the road. I think more like come and tell us a cool backstage story about, you know, the light that fell or the, the makeup that you did that day. And you know, how many squibs they use. Like, this is this is talking dead basically i mean this that's what this is this is an after show for a tv show mm-hmm. <laughs> talking, talking lucha yeah i mean what did we say it was uh talking lucha underground i don't know no i don't that's remember. a really bad name yeah that's that's horrible it's yeah. a really bad name <laughs> but i just yeah, but I, lo- I used to look like meatloaf because i had long hair and my friend got drunk and couldn't say meat meatloaf, so he said meatloaf, and that's how meatloaf was born. Oh, how long okay, Byron. Byron. your original story? Right, Byron. This is a good question. So Colt Icon is asking, how much of the roster do we expect to be back? Um, look, the Rey Mysterio question, that was a genuine one for me. I, I don't know where he stands right now. I know his contract was uh, vastly different from everyone else's, and obviously... He's a big ticket item. If you have less money, you got to think that without guys like that, you get more of your cast back. But if all of a sudden you have to make a deal with Ray as part of that budget and try to get him in for a few episodes, I think you see a much smaller cast. And I will say this. I think it's worth it to have that discussion before you figure out the rest of the cast. Like Ray might be one of the first phone calls you got to make. You're obviously going to pay Mundo. You're going to pay Penta. You're going to pay some of these guys. Some of the the AAA guys that have been loyal are going to get their money. Tejano and Cuerno and these guys. I think you bring back Ivelisse and give her one more go round and hope she doesn't break. Um, I think you lose Sexy Star, honestly, because she was a big ticket item and she's no longer under contract. You don't need her um, as much as I want to see her come back as a heel. Um, uh, The weird one to me is... Uh, PJ Black, I gotta say, you probably lose him for the money. Yeah, I really that, like the guy, but I don't know that he's become can, injury prone too. Yeah, I don't know that he's one of the ones that's worth the expense. And and these are these are the hard decisions they're gonna have to make. Yeah. But I mean, look, you free up some room under the cap if you don't have a PJ Black in there because he's like, not cheap. There's the thing about PJ Black is that with us, like we're familiar wrestling fans. And so when we see him, you know, we know who he is and we know where standing was when he left WWE. Um, And so like for us, it's like if we were to rank worldwide underground, he would be at the bottom. Um, I mean, they're all awesome, whatever, except, you know, maybe I don't know. I don't even know if I'd say that. I just feel like, but I'd say like to a conventional fan, They'll tune into the Lucha Underground, and of like the few faces they'll recognize out of the whole show, PJ Black is gonna be one of them. Don't well, know. yeah, and, uh, and and honestly, like I don't know that you even break up the Worldwide Underground. I'm just trying to think of places where maybe you could save some money, but I don't know. It's like some of these gimmicks are so 
integral to the show, even if the part is small, even if PJ only had five matches all of last season, how many angles was he in just because he's part of Worldwide Underground? You know? And then, like, guys like Madelson, uh, the Luchasaurus, whatever, Vibora, whatever the hell his name is. Like, I don't think he's all that expensive. And I think you want to bring him back because of that character. But at the same time, they didn't exactly use him a ton either. So then you got to think, like, okay, if these are the guys we're bringing back, how the fuck do we use them and make it worth it? Because there's no, there's no cheap TV time now. Mm-hmm. All that TV time's got to count for something if you're only doing 20 episodes. You've got to trim the fat. You, they got to trim something somewhere. And the other I mean, thing as well is um, not being rude to anybody, but uh, uh, Rey Mysterio, because he obviously brings in money. You know what I mean? He brings in viewership because of his name. Right. But there's certain people on there that you could probably get rid of and get two guys who you can make into stars. Well, and that's the trick. And that is the trick. But the thing is, you do that, you're getting rid of names. Yeah. And I don't know. I, and again, I don't know that anyone's necessarily going to get cut. I'm, I'm sure that there are lots of other things, like Eric said, you know, departments at MGM that were responsible for parts of the show that would have five people in them might have four or three. Like, I'm not going to be asking for a job on Lucha Underground. I'm going to ask for Eric for a job on whatever the next thing is, because clearly they need to trim some fat, not add some at Lucha. So, you know, what do you do? I don't know. These are the things that I find interesting that I think we're going to be speculating for a while about that I don't think we'll get the answers to maybe in 2017. I think most of these answers will be coming in 2018. I'm sure talent will start leaking out uh, various things as they are individually contacted. I believe they were all contacted as a group. We'll see. We'll see where it all lands. Um, And yes, I do understand chat room that all of the Lucha Underground talent that are under any kind of contract are, of course, saying that they are coming back. Um, I believe that if they have contracts, they most likely will. But we'll see. We will see. We'll see if some of these guys ask for releases. We'll see if Lucha Underground tries to let some people go out of their contracts. Well, no, I mean, to renegotiations. We had, until, we had until the end of, uh, you know, the negotiating process for season four to find out if and what season four was going to be. And I think now we have until the taping start to find out who actually will be back. Yeah. Well, if you're talent, though, renegotiating right now, you're fucked. Yeah. You're, you're not going to get more money. No. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like Lucha Underground. Oh, may come back and say, hey, if you really want this exposure, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but who can you really do that with? You can't, uh, you're not going to do that with like a PJ Black, but maybe you can do that with like a Thunder Rosa. I don't know. Like who, who, who needs to be there? I don't even think she needs to be there to tell you the truth. She's doing so good on the indies and she books so much. She's got her own damn promotion. Like who are the people that need Lucha Underground? Are there any anymore? Vinny. I think a guy like Dante Fox probably, you know. Oh yeah, well they're gonna renegotiate with Vinny, pay him fifteen dollars instead of twenty. Like they're not. <laughs> it gets like Vinny's the reason they're. Yeah, like Vinny's pizza. the guy you give a bigger storyline because he'll probably do it for what he's already been doing it for. You know, he'll do it for free food in a hotel room. Come on. I mean, look, look Vinny gets paid and deserves to get paid because Vinny bumps hard, but at the same time, like. Yeah, I, I'm racking my brain. Like, I don't know what you what you do to 
to to cl clear some room under the cap. If you're going to get rid of three guys, maybe that's the that's the question for the next episode. If you had to get rid of three guys at Lucha Underground, who would they be? I've got five in my head right now. Oh Jesus! I it's don't mean true. based on I don't mean based on your like or dislike of their storylines. Uh, I mean based on their integral nature of the business and what would do the best mad. for business. Yeah, well, no, you can't say sexy star because I think everyone across yeah, the board yeah, yeah. wants to fire is, sexy star five times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering if they're actually going to do any kind of angle with Sexy Star. Like, she get bitten by a spider and dies. That's, they're going to do the spider thing. Like This whole thing yeah. that happened at uh, Triple Mania is going to be... No one's going to remember by the time it airs, you know? Okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe like she's going to get caught in a spider web and get eaten by a giant spider that lives in the basement of Lucha Underground. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I honestly would love for them to do. I'd love for them to tell her, for, for Dorian to tell her that she has to come back to Lucha Underground to get killed off. That is the punishment. She, she gets shot by a crazy fan. The little girl who brought her. <laughs> I'm just, I, was, I was a very sane fan. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. like, this is oh, a very British if want, fan. If you want to have like someone kill her off in a backstage vignette, Casey will do it for free. Yeah. yeah, but they'll turn into a shoot, and then they'll actually have to physically remove well, him. He might, oh, he might actually <laughs> pay for the privilege. Fuck doing it for free. He'll pay for the privilege to do it, I think. How did we finance season four? Well, Casey paid a lot of money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and thus began Casey's Hitman character. Yeah. He can be dressed like Loki. <laughs> All right, so if Dario doesn't come back, do we quit this show forever? Uh, I, think, I can't funny. remember... I can't remember if I mentioned it last time, and I forgot to mention to EV Dub. But when that happened at the uh, at the 4D screening, everyone lost their shit. Like I could hear, like I could hear, like Mallory up in the back just yelling, like "What?" Like we were all just shocked. Yeah, I I I, I was not expecting it. I just of all the things, you know, EV Dub in a paddy wagon, maybe, but that was like, well, what? I don't know. I'll take it if Vinny, Vinny starts running the temple. I got nothing left. This is all I got for now. I just, because I, I, I can keep going forever and ever. I'm going to just have more and more and more questions, but that's what more and more and more episodes are for. We've yeah. got plenty of time to discuss these things. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, all for coming out and hanging. Thank you for having me. Anybody got anything they want to plug or throw in there? No, I got to work in the morning. Oh yeah, me too. I got like a four AM call time tomorrow. And yeah. I'm like, I'm at eleven uh central time right now. I'm in I'm in Austin, the home of L Ray Network, who who I can now proudly support again. <laughs> Glad um, to wear my L Ray colors. Glad to wear my Lucha Underground colors. Um I have nothing to plug except yeah, go back and watch uh, Gear Dogs on Discovery Go app. I'm working on another show. I'll tell you when my episodes start airing. What do you got, Byron? Uh, Vanilla Ice Project Season 8 is beginning to film now and watch for new episodes, I would say, in the future. Jim? Uh, Going to plug a great little short film. Casey would love it. A little bit of horror, a little bit of uh, fight scene. Uh, you can check it out at at No Touching Film, uh, starring uh, some great stunt people. And uh, you can just hit me up at the Jimmy V on Twitter. And me, Flo, are you really going to come? Are you going to get over here? Are you going to get over yeah. your fear? 
Well, the, the only thing I've got is basically like uh, it's scheduling with work because like the way the holidays work, my holiday I've spent it all, and it like renews in March. But well, I there, can ooh, might I still can be actually, a couple tapings going. Well, the thing is, I can actually take some time off. Um, I can basically buy out my time. <laughs> I can pay well, them to not pay me. Look, Evie Dub said that you had a standing a standing invitation, so I would suggest you use it for Ultimate Lucha 4 and that you use me as your plus one. All right. <laughs> so until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix. mix.